recording. Yeah, you're listening to the average Joe's things you think you don't care about. It's America's fastest growing podcast, so just sit back and relax. We got the average Joe Boo and the average Joe. We got the mic set up in the studio. Gonna entertain ya, nobody can blame ya. Spending all of your time listening to the average Joe's. We're gonna talk about something that you think you don't care about. We're gonna talk about something that you think you don't care about. Oh yeah. Average Joe's Media. The podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About. Featuring the average Joe. And the average Joe Boo. It's in the game. Well, that's fair. Uh, I've heard it both ways. Keep it clean. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the average Joe Boo. I am the average Joe. And we are coming to you today with another episode. What is this, episode three? Season three, episode three, Things You Think You Don't Care About. Presented by the Gingrich Group. The group known as the Gingrich. If you need a house. Or if you're trying to get rid of a house. If you need a friend. If you want to get in that housing game. If you want to make sure you are taken care of. If you want to be informed. In a constructive and friendly, loving manner. If you want to make sure the entire experience is worth sharing with your friends, family, and those you call friends on social media. If you want to have a service that will span generations of your family. You need to contact John Jacobus. The John Jacobus. Of the Gingrich Group. 972-754-0361. He will make all of your dreams come true. John Ett. TheGingrichGroup.com. And you know what? If you want to learn more about him, go to his website. Give him a call. www.TheGingrichGroup.com is the website. You can also find him on social media. That's right. And you know what? And probably in a neighborhood close to you, showing a house, selling a house, buying houses. Absolutely. Absolutely. You might even see his face on a yard sign. You could. Maybe if you're lucky enough, you will see his face in your future home. That's a possibility. But not in a weird way. Right. Right, let's let's keep it clean. Yes. <laughs> okay. So John Jacobus, we've known him for a long time. I invite you to start your journey of knowing John, which could last a lifetime. It really could. Span generations of your family. Make sure you reach out, give him a call if you are in the market. T- tell for him that Joe house. sent you. That's right. Let him know the average Joe sent you. That way we can you know, we we can have a, we can share in your experience. We can. We will come out do an episode from your new house, and we'll sing our house. It'll be great. That's right. Absolutely. We'll make you, we'll make you internet famous. That's right. So today's episode, salesman. 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 Our, uh, our good buddy, super fan. The super fan. The one, the only, the original, the OG of the average Joe's fandom. Chris Moyer. Chris Moyer. Chris Moyer's coming to us with today's episode. Uh, actually brought by him. He, yes, uh, presented by Chris Moyer in Primerica. That's right. And, uh. You know, he, he created this topic for us. He really did. Just like he created our intro music. 
He did. I mean, if we're going to talk about Chris and Primerica for a second, just because I don't know what I love more, Chris Moria <laughs> or Primerica. It's really, it's really hard to tell. I think I'm going to lean towards Chris right now just because he's, he's our BFF. He's a good friend. Yeah. He's the official financial advisor of Average Joe's Media. He sure is. He yeah. is the official intern, sound engineer of Average Joe's Media. And he's also the official, uh, uh, what's, what's it called whenever you buy life insurance from him? Agent? Insurance agent? agent? Yes, yes, the official. Of, of the Average Joe Boo. He, well, and soon to be the Average Joe. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris... How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, man. You know, just living the dream. We are living the dream because you're here, man. I know. I'm excited. That's right. And, and so many firsts with you. Yeah. Yeah. So many firsts. First guest. Yeah. You're the first guest to be on all three seasons. Yeah. First guest to be on both the Things You Think You Don't Care About podcast and the short-lived How Do You Feel About Jesus <laughs> podcast that hopefully will be resurrected soon. Yeah. Uh, that Was that a pun? Was Maybe. that a bit of a pun? Okay. Hashtag. Here in three days. Fun. Yeah. Well. Something like that. Something like that. But you're also, this is the first time we've actually had two sponsorships. That's right. This is the first single episode sponsorship. So I'm just, I'm pumped. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, who could ask for anything more? I, I can't, Seriously. I can't imagine. I mean, you could anything. ask for three sponsors, but you know. Well, I mean, I at am... this moment, you know, <laughs> at this moment, who could ask for anything more? I got to tell you what, I'm, I'm looking across from us. I'm seeing Chris there and I am, I'm just like jumping with joy right now. Are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, is that right? I'm ready for a hopping good time. Okay. It's going to be amazing. That's good. And we're going to talk That's sales. Good. We are going to talk we're sales. We're going to talk sales. And, and, and we're going to go over some uh, of our fun, you know, America's favorite uh, podcast segments as well. Is that right? Okay. That is. That so, is. Uh, so, Chris, you, you joined us today. And as always, we got started on time. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. We're as good. always. Yeah. <laughs> always, we're, we're always on time. Always on time and always having a good time. Uh, we a good never time. have any delays. No, no, not at all. If anything, Average's media is punctual. <laughs> That's fair. You know That's what I mean? Fair. You know, sometimes the uh, sometimes the technical difficulties when you're trying to talk, think, and type a whole bunch of buttons just doesn't necessarily work out. But right. I gotta tell you what, I think because of Chris Moyer's uh, investment into us for like 18 hours yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, we have this quality sound. Yeah. The upgrade is immeasurable. It is. I'm telling you what, and I I really enjoyed our our field trip to uh, Guitar Center. Our field trip or field trips? How many times did we go? I think we went once. You went twice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I three actually times. think I've been three times. <laughs> maybe in inside of 24 hours. On that. That's on fair. That 24 hour segment. I, I'm it was to, it was totally worth it. It really was. I mean, if you every penny spent, totally if, worth it. If you're trying to do something, you might as well try your best. Otherwise, what are you doing it for? If you don't have a winner's mentality, I'm telling you what. And if you don't, you gotta have a friend. Yeah, you got yeah. a friend, and I gotta tell you, Chris Moore is a good friend. And if we, you think of all the good advice Chris has given us when it comes to audio quality, um, intro music direction, you know what I mean, and and really creative genius. If you think about it, <laughs> how could you not want? Chris Moyer to be your financial advisor as you plan for your future. Your financial advisor, your your life insurance coach, agent. I'm telling you. Uh, just all around guy who's going to take care of you in all kinds of aspects. Retirement, death, life. I mean, it's all, it's great. He's covering all the bases. He's covering every, every, every single major base. event in your life. Exactly. Let's face it, getting a job, is it that major? No, retirement is major. Right, because I mean, you can't retire unless you got a job. You can't retire unless you got a job. And who is working to continue to work? Nobody. 
We are working to retire. We really are. And you know what? Chris Moore is working for you if you, you want to. If you, you want to. Well, he is. If it, you let him. You gotta, you know, you gotta reach out. You gotta shout out to him. You know, I Holler. think. Uh, I think if you need his number, it's on the screen there, or it will be here in just a second. And, yeah, and uh, then, uh, you know, he's also uh, very generous of his time with the Rowlett Young Professional. Yep, absolutely. So he's invited us to a couple different events, and uh, we're, we're hoping to get to, to join him and the rest of the Rowlett Young Professionals very soon. Absolutely. Chris, how you feel about all this? Oh, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to be here. I love listening to you guys uh, kind of talk about what I do and, and uh, how excited you guys are to have me here. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I mean, whenever Chris calls, we answer. Whenever he texts, we respond. There's no question about that. None at all. I mean, at what point in time when we see Chris Moyer's phone number or name come up on our phone, is, are we like, meh? I think I, the answer is never. I got to tell you what. If, if, if Chris is working so, was working so hard for us at midnight, he was recording multiple versions of The Average Joe's Road. Think about how hard he's going to work for you with your financial future planning for your life. I mean, really? Is, it, is there ever a lose in this, in this win-win scenario? Win-win-win-win-win? No, win, and win, you win? know what? I really don't think it's work. Because I yeah. think for Chris, I mean, I'm sorry we're speaking for you, bud. It's probably really not working for you. You know what I mean? It's like your life's work, and it gives you joy. Yeah, it's more like helping other people. His life's joy, not his life's work. Well, his life's work is his joy, so it's really not a job at all. That's you know? fair. It's not a job if you love what you do. Well, sometimes I've heard it both ways. I have too. That's fair. <laughs> I have too. So, Chris, tell us uh, tell us a little bit. Well, I mean, you guys have obviously talked quite a bit about it, but uh, our uh, when we sit down with a family, uh, first and foremost. Uh, we're going to provide an educational approach. If you think about it, uh, you know, you go through your levels of education, whether it's high school, college, uh, most people don't get a basic financial education and you go out into this world and you have to make very important, potentially life-changing financial decisions and you have no knowledge base to work from. And so uh, typically we get our advice from friends or family or the internet. uh, And, and so the only thing worse than not having information is having bad information and you confidently make decisions with the wrong information. So uh, we sit down and uh, we provide uh, that education. Most people can learn more from me about money in 30 minutes than they've learned in their entire lives. Uh, And then it's amazing. Once people have that information, uh, it empowers them to make better decisions uh, financially for themselves and their family. And so, uh, so I sit down, educate, uh, and then I offer solutions that fit uh, their situation and that they understand. It's not just somebody coming in and telling them what to do. Uh, it's somebody coming in, presenting them with options and some direction, and then using their newfound knowledge, they are then able to make the right decision uh, for their family, and, and we help them implement it. And uh, like you guys said, for me, is it work? Of course it's work, um, but it, it it's a... Uh, more of a, a serving mentality. In other words, I love being able to help people, you know, put together those game plans and, and literally make an impact in their life. Uh, there are a lot of people, they go to their job or, or whatever they do uh, to, to bring income in for their family, and maybe they have some financial success, but what they're doing to them uh, doesn't provide any fulfillment or really any significance in their life. Uh, I experienced that, you know, in my prior career. I worked at AT&T. If you have to have a job, great company to work for. Uh, but there wasn't really a lot of significance to what I was doing. And uh, now every time I sit down with a family, I have an opportunity to completely change not just their lives, uh, but potentially generationally uh, the direction of their family. And so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a, a blessing to be able to be a blessing to others. Absolutely. 
Agreed Absolutely. completely. So, so Chris, just uh, just so they can hear it, I'm, I'm sure they have the capability of seeing it, but if anybody needs to contact you in any capacity, how would they be able to do that? Well, the easiest way would be to give me a phone call or... You know, this is the, what, 21st century. You can send me a text message. Yeah. Uh, my number is 214-738-8107. Uh, and I'm just to be honest, that's that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Okay. Okay, good. I mean, Joe. Get him up. At, at what point in time during all that that you heard, were you not intrigued? And did you, did, were you saying to yourself, why haven't I already called this guy? Why, uh, why have I not sent this text already? I'm, I started to actually text him, but then I thought, you know what? He's right in front of me. Yeah, well. <laughs> so I should just wait. Right. Well, clearly that was meant for those who were not right in yeah, front no, of him. Yeah, I know, but I was completely, yeah. like, just, I was drawn in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted, I mean. I wanted, I wanted to text him right now and seek the financial knowledge. Chris, I already feel like you have at least one new customer. I and appreciate that. I Guilty. Be- I believe, I believe Guilty. I have tried to, to facilitate this customer once before. At least once. Yeah, you know what, though? It, it, great topic that we're going to talk about. i got to tell you, when it comes to, um, you hear the term insurance. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. But that's that's not uh, any way, any form or fashion, any of the experience with Chris when he talks about what he's doing because it's really not about you buying a product from or buying a service from is really about like, Hey, how can I help you and your family and your loved ones? Exactly. And, um, so I'm looking forward to, to being able to get some things squared away with everything going on with the work coverage I already have and everything so that we can try to make stuff happen because, uh, you're not getting any, not getting any younger. That's right. You That's know right. what I mean? We got, we got to, we got to make good plans for our kiddos. You know, Joe, the one thing that, uh, and through this entire venture that I am very, very happy to be able to help you with, Okay, and I know I'm jumping ship a little bit from the topic, but uh, you know, now that we have cameras, you can talk with your hands, and people will see. I know. I'm it's, really excited so about good. it too. You know, I mean, and then for, uh, when we first began, Joe I, used his hands all the time, and there was nothing, nothing that anybody could see. And think about all the times I tried to do like the Vogue thing. Yeah, and nobody could see. You me. tried to Vogue in the middle of just audio episodes. I know. And now, you know what, Joe? Do some more Vogue. Vogue a little more. You know. Show everybody that pretty much. You know, shout to Beyonce, and we're like, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, put a ring on it. That's You're trying to find the next Mrs. Cook, aren't you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> take take this ring, <laughs> and let's get it on the other finger, ladies. <laughs> wow. Let's Whoa. make it happen. You're going to yeah. use that one, okay. You're well, I mean, gonna... not this one, but another oh, one. Yeah. Uh, oh, Metaphorically think. speaking. Oh, okay. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, so Chris, you, you brought this topic to our, uh, to our attention, salesman. What was the, the emphasis behind this? Well, uh, you know, I've basically since I was uh, 16, um, I've, I've had a career in uh, in what would be considered the sales and or service field. And, you know, I just was thinking about it when we were talking about topics. Uh, a lot of people have really strong opinions uh, of salespeople, whether uh, it's salespeople in general or certain industries or certain types or whatever. And so uh, I know you had posted on uh, uh, social media looking for some feedback, and I did as well. And uh, so I feel like it'd give us some really good topics to, to kind of talk about. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So what is, uh, Joe, what is one of the uh, one of the things you hate most about a salesman or the aspect of salesman? Because you, you've probably had several more negative experiences with salesmen than you've had positive experiences. 
Yeah, man. I think for the the whole salesman thing, I hate sometimes the awkwardness of the situation because I I tend to be uh, inherently non-confrontational. Try to be a polite guy. You know what I mean? I don't really like conflict. And I don't ever really want to have a negative experience with anybody. So you got somebody, you know, sometimes people can come at you really strong. And you're like, oh, you know, how do I tell them that I just I have no interest in this whatsoever? And so then some people don't pick up on those cues. And then you feel like really bad afterwards because you never had any intention of buying anything. And I used to. I'd feel like I was guilted into doing it. But now I'm, I'm beyond that. I'm like, no, I work hard for my money. I got three kids. And I'm not trying to spend it. You know, I was recently... Um, during the fall, I stopped and got uh, some gas at the Kroger on 78 in Saxby. And this young woman comes up, and she's uh, got a spray can of some sort. You can see there's like half a dozen uh, people wearing like the same type of polo shirt, and they had a bunch of rags and a spray can. And my car was pretty dirty, and she's like, hey, can I show you something? I was like, "I'm, ma'am, I'm really not interested at all. And she's like, no, 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 no it's fine. Don't worry about it. And so she starts cleaning my fender, you know, and I'm like, Okay. I don't. Your fender. My fender. Of, yes, all, my the, fender. of all the parts in your car is your fender. Yeah, okay. I know. It didn't make any sense to me. Okay. Um, and it was pretty cold outside, too. But she's just, you know, she's just, you know, like Mr. Miyagi, waxing on, waxing off yeah, on the fender. That's and the only I'm way like, to get it. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's like, so, you know, you want to buy a can? And I'm like, no. I, I, I tried telling you, like, you know, no. And then she's like, oh, man, please. You know, I really, you know, my, my boss is over there and everything. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't have any, you know, cash on me. Well, now that's not really a, pr- a barrier anymore because then people are like, well, hey, Venmo me or, Ooh. you know, slide the card on the square mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, it was just, it was really super awkward and stuff. And so finally I was like, I really, I wish you the best, you know, good luck in all your ventures and stuff. And then I tried to get in my car and leave as quickly as humanly possible. So. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at that point, it becomes awkward. You don't. You don't want to be there any longer. No, you don't. I mean, there there is a breaking point for me, and the breaking point is if I have I got to answer you with the same word over and over and over again, it either becomes awkward or it becomes more hostile, just where you get a little angry, and you know you you start becoming a little bit more aggressive in your responding to these people. So. Uh, <coughs> We have uh, we have a, a, Naomi, a Naomi Hall uh, pushy people who don't understand the word no. I mean, if you're selling something, Chris, and somebody tells you no, your job as a salesman is to try to change their mind in re- within reason. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. So yeah. if they're if they're pushing it and they don't understand the word no, that's okay. If if you don't respond to the word no the way they want you to, you don't turn and walk away then you're pushy to the point whenever they tell you the word no like eight times. And then it's like, okay, 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 I guess I got to go. You know, but, but there's, there's times where I have, I think I've gotten to about ten. And I'm just sitting back, no, 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 okay, <laughs> no. I thought you may have had, but you didn't, okay. And then they, okay, well, if we got this option, we got this, op- nope, I'm taken care of. I don't need cable. Or I don't need something I else. don't need LED yeah. lights spinning around my wheels. That's I'm 35 <laughs> now. Well, I, That's I, fair. You know what's what's funny about that is uh, a lot of sales are made after somebody has said no, right? Yep. Um, and so I think the, the 
the important thing is to find out why they said no. So in other words, if, if what you're offering or what you're bringing is not adding value to their life, uh, then, you know, they're, they don't need it. They don't want it. Um, but maybe they say no because they don't understand it. Or maybe they say no because you haven't quite communicated the benefits to them. And so, you know, finding out why they said no and seeing if that's something you can overcome. Uh, I mean, that that's a, a natural uh, deal. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the pushiest salesman in the world is your kids, right? So you can, hey, can I have a cookie? No. Why not? Because I said, well, but I mean, I want one. Why? No. What? And then eventually you're just like, yes, right? Okay. So uh, just even kids learn this, right? <laughs> so, um, but, I, but I think it's about doing it the right way. Overcoming objections is what they call it. You know, learning why they said no. Um, but one of the worst, one of the worst is what you just mentioned, uh, Mr. Average Joe over there, uh, about the, the guilt sale, right? So you tell them no, and they know they cannot explain to you the value and why you need it. So they say, please buy it because my boss is over there and I need to hit my quota. That's, that's like the worst. Um, and at that point, I don't even know. That's the give up. Why do you even sell that product? If you, if you can't, if you can't explain to somebody why they need it and you have to resort to please buy this from me so I don't get fired, like you need another job. Yes, you know? your, so. your skills as a salesman have uh, gone away. Right. Well, I think that there's a lot of, people out there doing face-to-face door-to-door community-based sales that were sold themselves if that makes any sense like we had um a rash of people with pest and pest control coming to the, to the, the knocking on all doors in the neighborhood like terminix and so it was like some of the one of the hottest days of the summer is a gentleman comes up and the kids had told him no my mom had told him no so he comes back and i'm like bro no like no and but the the guy was probably like 1920 had uh come in from chicago you know and uh i remember being young and trying to find a job and most of the job interviews you went on you felt really good about it but then you found out it was going to be one of these community-based sales things they were going to send you all over the place and for next to nothing you know but you you're sold on the idea of oh if i could get if i could get five or ten people to sign up i'm going to be rich you know doesn't really work that way. I felt bad for the guy. Offered him a drink. He was really nice. I flipped the table on him and told him about Average Joe's Media. Yeah. There you go. You know, so shout out to our Chicago friend if uh, you're liking the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, if you're liking it, let us know. Yeah, well, if we're Clearly. in Chicago, he's going to say he's going to open up a diner across from a baseball stadium, so... If if we're in Chicago, then that's when he's going to open well, up no, a if diner? If we're ever in Chicago, we're going to look, and there's, like, some diner... Oh, yeah, we see oh. if he's there. You know, okay. I, mean? I thought he's just out there trying to live the dream. I thought maybe <laughs> you were saying whether or not he opens a diner is conditional based on if we show up or not. No, but I tell you what, though, you know, if he were to plan for his future and invest with somebody, I don't know, like Chris Moyer, yeah, Primerica, yeah, maybe, maybe he'd have a better shot. Hey, and you know what? He can invest with Chris Moyer to get uh, financial advice and life insurance, and also advertise with the average Joes. He can't, and then whenever he gets ready to uh, to buy his first restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. He gives uh, the Gingrich Group a call. That's I'm right. sure John wants to go to Chi Town. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know, some, uh, I don't know if John works in property. commercial real estate, but uh, I'm sure well, he would not uh, completely reject the idea. You know, there's there's that little French pigeon from the American Tale cartoon movie, animated movie, and he says, "Never say never." 
<laughs> so so does Justin Bieber, but I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the French pigeon over Justin Bieber. I'm I don't not, know if I want to quote the Biebs. I'm not. I'm not certain that uh, you know the Biebs is given the best advice or the pigeon, the French cartoon <laughs> pigeon. This is super super random, but that guy is like wearing white linen. Sitting on like a stone mountain somewhere with some random guy preaching to him with uh, all these other uh, celebrities. Now it looks a little bit like a cult, but Beeb's all about uh, founding God again. Okay. It's really weird. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the kid okay, he's on so, some social media stream. It's so really there. Weird. Well, so do you think? Do you think <laughs> really he weird. was uh, converted by a door-to-door evangelist? I don't. Well, I don't think it's Jehovah Witness, but maybe you never know. So I mean, I um, think that. Uh, I think that's a pretty good segue into uh, Facebook updates. What do you think about that, Joe? <laughs> we start talking about the Beebs. And the Beebs, okay. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little updates in some uh, this week in social media, huh? Yeah, yeah. Updates in Facebook this week in social media. Absolutely. Do a little right. both. So what's new on the average Joe's docket? What's new on the average Joe's docket? Well, um, I lost fifty pounds. Did you? I did. Wow. I did. I finally hit this that week? mark. You reached that. You well, yeah, reached we, that all in one week. Mark. All in one week. Yeah. <laughs> now I've been hovering right around like the 47, 48, 49, back and forth for a couple of weeks now. And I was like, this week, I really want to hunker down. I really want to get over the 50, 50 marker, hit that little mini milestone. And I did. So I'm like uh, 52 total since the uh, beginning of the year. So I'm trying to get after it. So that's kind of what's new with me. What about the... Joe, I tell you what, we're all about milestones. We are about milestones. And so... Uh, you know, fifty is fifty's first. What's next? Well, I think seventy-five. Seventy-five. Seventy-five is a you good, know. a good second marker. That's good. I, yep. You know, we're proud of you. I appreciate it's that, good. buddy. You know, life's a life's a journey. It's not a sprint. It very you much know? so. And uh, and you gotta you gotta make sure that uh, that you're pacing yourself on this journey. I'm trying to get my tortoise on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> not trying to be the hare in this in, in this one. I'm not going to lie. That is one way to say that. That is. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it both ways, but uh, I'm all about keeping it fair. Yeah. Not keeping it here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You well, know what I mean? You know, and whatever's in the game will, will be in the game. It will be. You know, so much so that it is. It is in the game. There it is. That's right. There it is. It's also, it's in movie theaters. Part two. Is it? Want to go see oh, it? Oh, it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's new. Yeah, right? yeah, it so is. So you're going to go see that? Uh, thinking about it, yeah. Have you seen the first one? I have. It was really good. Oh, okay, I've sworn it off. No, I'm telling you, did, so did, if you go back and watch the, the original that was scared us and traumatized us as children, mm-hmm. it is the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life. It is one it's of comical. the worst movies in terms of, I mean, if you're, ever been tr- made. if you're trying to really scare somebody, they have to be partially blind in that. <laughs> well, how do we get so scared as kids, though? Well, because our imagination is significantly uh, more rampant but it's as horrible. kids than we are. It's than ho- it is I mean, it, but it's horrible now. Yeah, I mean, just think of the little, uh, the little paper sailboat floating down the river into a gutter, and you're chasing this thing, which if that paper sailboat does not get destroyed in the first 15 seconds of going down that little gutter stream, then that is the best paper in the world, and that is the reason why I would be chasing after it. That's the only thing. But if I put a little paper sailboat and it goes that far down the stream, it's going to get destroyed. Why would I chase it's it and then nuts. go down into the gutter and then potentially find a clown? Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, like, I'm glad that we're all buoyant when we're swimming, but I don't want to float. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
Isn't that what he says? We all float too. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Or something like that. I or they all know. float. I don't know. But anyways. Been, I don't I was, even know if I've seen I'll be the honest, entire I, original. I haven't seen any of them. So yeah. I, I have so, no idea. So it's a In Stephen, my opinion, I don't think you're missing out. Yeah. Okay. So the original when we were kids, Stephen King, that, that made for TV two-parter, um, it was horrifying. I mean, traumatized kids. There's still people I know, like my sister and my brother, that can't be around clowns their whole life because of it. The, the first portion of it, part one that was released a couple of years ago, um, I thought was very well done. I think it was really well done. And I'm kind of excited about the second part because they have really an all-star cast, if you think about it, for all the adult versions of the original characters. So yeah. no, that's I'm kind great. of excited about it. How are you? Yeah, and then one more pretty little personal shout-out. We're talking about updates. Average Joe's trio of children may just pull off all A's and B's on progress reports. Really? Which is actually really go. good because the average boys in my three have uh, last year was full of a bunch of C's. So well, okay. Shout so out, shout out to them for shout for out for to doing C's. It. No, yeah, well, yeah, shout out to C's. <laughs> shout out to ABs for uh, the kids. I'm really proud of uh, the effort they're putting in this year. Well, and Joe, I, you know, they're probably not going to listen to this because I we're hope, cringy. I hope you. <laughs> that's fair. I hope you put this into perspective. I really do. And the reason I hope you put it into perspective is because the the progress report just ended. To like yesterday, right? Which means there is still at least three weeks before report cards come out. Oh, I know. Which is a lot of time to go from an A to a B, or a B to a C, <laughs> or a B to an A, or a C to an F. Well, you know, shout out to uh, Skyward, you complicated little app, you. Um, <laughs> I have the alerts on there that send me a, a, a report, and so I can so I get notification anytime they have any assignment, test, quiz. They score under 70. Really? Yeah. That's nice. I need to activate that notification system. Yeah. And yeah, that's so on any assignment, correct? Yeah, anything. Any so grade. if they score under 70 on a homework assignment, yep. you get a notification. Anything yep. that's entered in the grade book, individual assignment based. Yes, sir. You get a notification. Yes, sir. And so nobody's done that yet so far. Really good. That's good. Uh, Jordan's had a couple 70s because he turned a few things in late, and, and he's having a hard time with the... Uh, Can you change the parameter to be under 80? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. You should check that out because if you're setting the bar at 70, in my opinion, you're setting it a little too low. But that's from well, an educator standpoint. I'm merely I'm merely using a feature that I thought was like the like that was what it was. Oh, I, I see. Do you know as a teacher, can you set it for 80? I don't know because as a teacher, I see a different aspect of it than the. Well, parent. you also have three students of your own. That's true. Okay, so you're not really. That's true. At this point, I haven't had to really keep up with much. Well, uh, with the little ones, I mean, yeah, they're, the little they're, one, they're perfect. What are they right going to make? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight in, in A's. Second grade, fourth grade. Now, now Maddie has the opportunity. I say opportunity, the potential of making some some worse grades because it's harder stuff. I mean, a little bit, right? Compared but, uh, to where but, she's and been. then the oldest, you don't really need to you don't need to look at Skyward because you know, you work with all of her teachers. Right. I mean, I can pretty much go right next door and say, "Hey, you have my daughter." Yeah. What is she doing wrong? Your spidey sense goes off if she's making a bad grade. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the first time I walked into her history class, I did not know it was her class. That's awesome. So I didn't know that was her period that she was there. And so uh, I walked in because the teacher, apparently I know stuff about technology in, in the school building. And so the coaches and teachers that know me have known me for a long time. They will have me come in and fix things or try to fix them. wow that was unexpected right yeah. i mean I, I never knew that about you <laughs> yeah no it's crazy and so uh and so i went into this 
coach's classroom, he got me during fourth period and said, hey, I need you to fix my Doceri application on my computer. And I said, oh, okay. And so uh, I came in during a senior assembly for a second because my, my class at the time was all seniors. And so I went in there, tried to fix it. I thought I did fix it, um, or at least I thought he understood what I did. Right. And, um, and then I went back to the assembly to help monitor and make sure nobody was getting unruly. And then, uh, and then he texted me again, and 20 minutes later, hey, it's doing the same thing. And, you know, the first part in troubleshooting, the first part in fixing a problem is num- being able to identify the problem. That's the first step. And that doesn't matter if you're in school, teaching math, working math as a student, or if you are trying to fix an air conditioner at your house. You have to figure out what the problem is, what needs to be fixed, or what is the basic process to get right. through that. So uh, so he just, in my opinion, I didn't feel like he explained what he was seeing. And so whenever I went in there, I was like, oh, hey, Doceri works. It's up on your TV screen now. And he said, oh, okay. But I promise you that's not what it was doing before. I was like, okay, what was it doing? I don't know. It was just, I just, I, didn't, I couldn't. And, and, and I was like, oh, okay, well, it's up. And he comes back, hey, he's doing it again. What is it? What is it? A movie. You know? <laughs> so I have a I have a question about this uh, Dose Siri. Is that Siri in Espanol? No, no, no. No, it's uh, it's two series. Uh, oh, two do- series. Oh, yeah. but not like Dos Equis. No, no, no. Not, no. But Dose is two Equis. in Spanish, so that would be shout out to okay. Spanish, right? Right. No, so Dosaria. <laughs> SOS Justo, my friend. Dosaria is an app Stay thirsty. where you can take an iPad and project a white screen up on your projector or TV, whatever's connected to your computer, and then you can write while walking around the class. Only, only a white screen, though? Well, no, you can, you can project an image. You can project, uh, you can take the computer screen and write over it. Oh, okay. So you, It's like you're casting. Yes, ultimately, it's like you're casting, so you don't have to use a whiteboard and turn your back to the class, which is the traditional teaching method. And so now you have a whiteboard that is virtual, that you can put on your iPad, walk around class, monitor actively. So to go to go back to your troubleshooting. Yeah. Um, it's so the whole point of this was I walked into her class and I didn't even <laughs> see like, her. Dad. No, no, no. Dad, she stop. didn't. She now this she did not even. Uh, she did not even like reach out like say hi. And so, which maybe she was testing me and I failed and, that's, and that's okay. But uh, but don't, I had don't I, see me. Don't see me. When don't I came me. back in. She was, uh, they were in groups, and her group was on the floor in the corner doing a, a project, a post or something. I don't know what it was. And I looked down. I was like, oh, hey. And she's like, I've been in here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have my thumb over her. I'm not a helicopter parent. Her mother is. But, uh, you know, I just. Uh, Shots fired. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Anytime, anytime and every time that uh, I get a text, make where she tells me, hey, have you done this? Have you, have you turned the stove off? Did you lock the doors? I just, I just text her back a helicopter. That's it. I mean, <laughs> That's amazing. listen, you, want, you come over and check it if you are that concerned about it. You know, but then I'm going to have to unlock the door whenever you get in and then lock it behind you whenever you leave. I mean, come on. What do you, do you think I'm she probably just incapable wants ca- of doing just stuff? Just put cameras in the house. Well, that, well. So, you know, she can have like a, the whole Jobu voyeur experience. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to take that right now. You know, and then, yeah, you know, and then, big brother. Know. Read books. 
Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> oh, man. So, have you read a good book lately? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I try to read a little bit of the Bible. Uh, so That yes, is a good book. That, that is, is the that good, is book, good book, if you think about it. Yeah. So, speaking of school events and, and updates, my friend, how was the CBS comes to town, hometown pep rally at Rowlett, Rowlett High School that looked pretty lit yesterday? I was trying to play like an average Joe's media version of Where's Waldo. I was like, where's Joe Boo? No, it's... <laughs> So I may have been uh, a little bit in passing in a camera shot or two, uh, but I don't think I was there. I was there for about an hour from about 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock or so. Yeah, I was sleeping when you were like, hey, the the, the, the pep rally's on. And I was like, sorry, that was two hours ago. Yeah, no, well, I... Uh, so I'm sorry for your job. I had some soccer players that wanted to that wanted to be at the pep rally and be recognized. And then there was a snafu there. We won't get into much detail, any detail really about it, but... Uh, you know, I left whenever I realized they had left, you know. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't sound terribly great. But um, no, está aquí. But I did try not to get through the main drag because of where all the cameras were pointing and stuff. And, you know, the, the camera kept moving throughout the gym to get certain aspects of whatever was going on. But, uh, but I mean, it was pretty neat. They had, uh, they had some stuff set up outside. I guess they thought they were going to have a bigger presence outside of the gym more kids outside or whatever uh, but they didn't I didn't really see many people uh, monitoring from the CBS people mm-hmm. the stuff that they set up so maybe it was just for show I don't know but you know they had like a, a football target blow up thing with three little targets you throw the football in the hole and all this stuff uh, they had something like that and uh, and then but they had several people inside coordinating a lot of stuff and it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. I thought it was really cool that they did so many segments that gave recognition to so many different aspects of the school population. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you had like academic folks, you had other sports, you had other activities. I mean, theater even had their own spot. Yeah. Hashtag fun fact my son, Bryson, is in the theater program. So he was there at awesome. four in the morning. Yep. And uh, you got to see him a couple times in the, in the shots. Uh, but they were there promoting the theater program as well as uh, their show that they are doing this weekend called The Imaginary Invalid. So that's showing at Rowlett High School tonight and tomorrow. Uh, so, so is that like a, their three-act play, that. or is that a full production? Dude, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I, don't know, the I, don't, I don't know what any of that terminology means. But I, it's... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's my bad. That's my bad. It's a it's a full blown musical theater production, as oh, far as oh, what okay. I know. Okay. So, um, as far as your, I, I don't know how many. It might have eight acts. I don't know. I don't know how many acts I have, is I a have, full blown production, but it's is a, this the twelve act play, the seven act play. It's, it's so like the length. Of, it's like the length of a movie. So. Or is it the one woman, one so man? So I had um, I had a really I had a, so, so a lot of close friends in theater, but Josh Hitt was like one of my best friends growing up in middle school and high school, and he was in there. So working for the school newspaper, like I, all my friends that were in kind of like the less mainstream things that you would traditionally see coverage, I tried to cover it, all this stuff. So I have limited uh, knowledge and terminology because I think three-act play is one of the smaller things they do and they might compete in UIL with. I don't know. But then, of course, oh, you Okay, so that's full, like a little short. Yeah, yeah like, no, this yeah. is an actual full like production. full-blown production. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And then for my fine art credit, I had to take the, uh, tech theater. Okay. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our uh, Facebook updates. Uh, you, you can find all that information on Facebook through the Average Joe's Media Facebook page. So, Joe, how about this week in social media? This week in social media, I mean, there's so many, so many things. 
going on in social media and all the world. I mean, we definitely have hurricane coverage. Right, right. Um, and apparently... what? Where is that hurricane right now? Or is it <coughs> is it kind of diminished? I believe... I'm not sure. I think it might be a tropical storm now or something. Okay. It's, it's along the East Coast. So a tropical um, storm is not a hurricane. Anymore. Right, I think... It's, Last it's I read, it was going to make landfall in the Carolinas like at a Cat 1 or Cat 2. Okay, but there was a point in time where it was at like a Category 4 or 5. It was oh, a Category 5 when it hit the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, it really was. And then apparently, um, and not to cause any controversy, but I'm kind of intrigued by this. Okay. But the apparently, uh, the the president started telling people in Alabama <laughs> it was going to hit him. So then the National Weather Service went out and said, people in Alabama, calm down. Like, there's no hurricane going towards you. Mm -hmm. And so I have not done all my research, so I am not trying to be a part of any fake news or fake media. Wow. You're doing, <laughs> okay, a, but you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job of it. Well, I try. But, um, but yeah, so now there's some, there's some controversy <laughs> right now because apparently he's saying that he, it was completely misrepresented and some people doctored some stuff. And then other people are saying, like, legitimately, without trying to be hypercritical of him, like, are you okay? Because this is not making any logical sense. So what started as a hurricane is now stirred into something okay. quite quite bigger. Well, to answer your, your question, uh, it is currently in uh, southeastern Massachusetts uh, as a Category 1 storm uh, that is unloading rain and tropical storm force winds. Uh, and then it will be headed up to Nova Scotia, Canada. From Massachusetts. Yep. So that means it will cross a few states. I think it's going to stay in the water. Or is Nova Scotia up by Maine, like up north of Maine? Correct. Okay, okay, okay. On the coast. So Nova Scotia. So it'll stay in the Atlantic. Holy putan. Off landfall. Maybe a little bit of land will catch some part of the storm clearly. Yeah. Then, uh, then it'll turn up into Canada. Interesting. Okay. Well, mm, you yeah. know, hey, maybe you gotta you gotta love living on the uh, on the coast. I'm telling you what. I mean, if I'm in Canada, I want to be on the coast, except for when a hurricane's coming my way. You know, hurricane season was super quiet until Popeyes went after Chick Fil A. Then true. I don't know what happens. True. So, it, it, so <laughs> you're saying the cosmos was overactive when that happened? Well, it is the Lord's chicken under attack, so, you know. That's, <laughs> that's where that went. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, so, uh, so Chris, you have some uh, this week in social media. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's football season, and uh, that just kicked off this week, and so there's been a, a big to-do on uh, social media about a, a couple football stories. Uh, first of all, Ezekiel Elliott becoming the highest-paid running back in the NFL and uh, after his holdout. And uh, a lot of people are wondering, did that give the power back to the players? Uh, are they going to, uh, you know, kind of take over and win when they force these holdouts? And uh, I don't know. If you look at it from the Cowboys' perspective, over the next eight years, they only owe them $13 million a year. I say only. But in football, you know, numbers, that's not as bad. Although the last five years are going to be worth $15 million a year. So they can seek one. Cowboys won. I think it was a good deal for both. Uh, but a, an example of a holdout that didn't really go the way they wanted it to uh, would be Antonio Brown. And so, you know, he was holding out over, the, uh, over his football helmet that he wanted to use that was no longer uh, qualified for use. And so he skipped some practices. Uh, he skipped some walkthroughs. Uh, and uh, the team fined him, the Raiders, who just picked him up this year and signed him to a three-year, $30 million deal. 
they, uh, they find him, uh, about $60,000. And so he posted it on Instagram and uh, was very upset with it and actually got into an argument with the GM uh, in the middle of practice over it. Uh, they find him another $200,000 and have now voided uh, his contract. So what that means, at least the guaranteed portion. So he's under contract, uh, but they don't owe him anything. They can cut him any time, any minute, uh, and they won't owe him a dime. So as long as he plays, they can pay him. And so uh, then, as a result of that, uh, he said he wants to be traded. And breaking news, exclusive, exclusive, mm. about 20 minutes ago, Coming they to you released live it. on Average Joe's Media. That's so right. the, uh, <laughs> the Raiders have released Antonio Brown. Uh, uh, Average Joe's so Media, he is a free you're, agent. your official source of breaking NFL breaking news. Breaking NFL news. That's right. Well, I hope Jerry signs him before Kraft does. Yeah. Absolutely. I, well, I mean, at what point in time, I mean, how many people were up in arms now when that went out? Because you know what happened instantly, all these people with the alerts. How many of those people were up in arms because their fantasy football draft just blew up? Right. Yeah. And then everybody who, who got Ezekiel Elliott, well, they were unsure of when he would return. You know, there's several players who either have held out the entire season or held out part of the season. And now his fantasy value just skyrocketed. That's also. right. Well, yeah, like all the people that went and picked up uh, Pollard and all the on the waivers. Yep. Like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, though, like the Zeke thing frustrated me because I really think it I, I, I sets a bad example. I, obviously, Zeke is an incredible athlete. And uh, we want him playing, you know, for the Cowboys. But – he has a problem with behavior. Uh, yeah. It's in relation to women. Um, and he, you know, you had the suspensions, and then he almost got suspended again. Um, and then for him to demand more, I don't have a problem with a player saying, hey, let's renegotiate my contract. I don't want to play my last year and get hurt because look at what happened to um, – I can't always forget the guy's name from Seattle. Yeah, you might want to – Earl Thomas. Yeah. Um, might want to come prepared whenever we do these things. Yeah, I, I don't prepare at all. I just wink at all. Uh, but, wink uh, or wing? Both. both. Oh, okay. I've heard it both ways, so. <laughs> um, but anyways, so like Le'Veon Bell last year, like I didn't blame him. Like, I okay, I understand where you're coming from on that. Um, but I thought two years was a little aggressive for him to take the approach he's taken, especially when you have the contrast of like Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and the rest of the Cowboys who were still participating in team activities. But what I will say is what the – clause that came out that basically says if he gets in trouble again or if he gets suspended again it's all gone like they the cowboys get to negate everything so i was hmm. happy about that i haven't seen that so and that's, then the, that's well, refreshing break, breaking news breaking news uh but on the antonio brown thing i watched uh hard knocks and i've been following antonio brown on social media for a while now I have a lot of respect for him as an athlete like how hard he works and uh, he's all about per perfecting the craft of him being a receiver and I was like, most people, the helmet thing seemed ridiculous, and what was this with the feet problem? So watching Hard Knocks and seeing how, like, the team and Gruden was behind him and understanding the frostbite um, issue and how frustrating that was and understanding the point of view on the whole helmet thing had a lot of empathy. You know, I was kind of like, I was Team Brown, you know? And I was really happy to hear that he manned up and apologized to the team yesterday. And I was thinking, well, this is going to be fun and exciting uh, to watch him play for the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, within – all the social media posts and him getting the money taken away from him. And it's, hey, it's quite a circus. You, well, you heard it here first. Yeah. 
Cowboys just announced they're releasing running back Alfred Morris. Coincidence? I think not. Roster spot? Free roster spot. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, Cowboys, great. Antonio Brown. That I'm deal is as good as done. You think so, huh? Oh, yeah. So just uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of backtracking, a little crawfishing here. A uh, couple comments. Courtney, uh, appreciate you comment. I think she was referring to the uh, the president uh, comments about the hurricane through Alabama. He apparently drew with a Sharpie on the weather map. You know? Yep. I mean – I think those things maybe require a dry erase. You know, Possibly. That way you can that way you can change what you want to write on there. I'm just saying. Maybe from day to day. And then uh and then Moss Green, thank you for commenting. Zeke deal, bad precedent. And yeah. I mean And then Courtney also mentioned that Kanye's doing the whole uh, mountaintop linen white church stuff too, like with the beebs. Oh, I see. I see. I I saw that comment, and I, it was, I guess, far enough into the conversation where I, I didn't place it correctly. Now we're good. Shout out, to, shout out to John for giving us some love at the beginning of the, right. the podcast. And, of Absolutely. course, shout out to Mrs. Moyer, a.k.a. Chris's very own super fan. That's right. That's correct. But see, my deal with the, with the question that, uh, that Chris posed about if it's you know, power back to the players, it's really always been power to the power players. For the longest time, at least to my recollection, if you are mm-hmm. a beast in this game, if you are a valuable, valuable commodity, if you are a very strong reason why a team performs the way it does, then you pretty much always have the power. And if you – because that's the thing about – it's kind of the, the same concept. Now, it's scaled back significantly because we there's no similarity in compensation, but – it's kind of the same thing with math teachers. There's a shortage of math teachers, so if you don't like where you're working or if something happens at where you're working and you want to find a new place, you you be able to do that. It's the same thing with power of football players. If some if the team doesn't want to pay you or if something happens at that team, there's chemistry issues or whatever, uh, somebody's going to pay you. What I so think are the you, NFL, are you the are you, I'm sorry, oh, are no, you the Zeke Elliot of math teachers? No, I'm <laughs> No, I am. I am con- feed, feed Joe Boo the numbers. I wish, yeah, I wish that happened, but uh, but you know, I'm content where I'm at right now. I'm, I enjoy where I work, and uh, you know, I'm not going to be holding out for any <laughs> for any extended Contract period of time. Extension. You, know, I don't, you know, I'm going to do what it takes to be do the best I can at my job uh, with the money that I'm making. So I'm. I didn't go into teaching for money. But if see, I, I did. I'd, I would have tried to be a professional. Anything. I feel like it started to turn the other way, though, right? So. Uh, for, for years, the Diva players have kind of had their way. Uh, but then Le'Veon Bell didn't get what he wanted from the Steelers. Now Antonio Brown didn't get what he wanted from the Raiders. I mean, well, Zeke Antonio won, Gates. sort of, right? But uh, I think it's really kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. So Well, and Stay, stay should just comment, and nobody loves Antonio Brown as much as Antonio Brown. That's true. I mean, That's he's, probably fair. He's, he might be the new uh, Ocho Cinco. Ultimately, I mean. Speaking he, of which, I really wish he'd go back and play, man. Well, you know, he might be, and for the Dallas Desperados. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Dallas Renegades. I've already publicly uh, backed <laughs> off that a little bit. I've already apologized about that, but I just want to point out that everybody else in the room was going along with the Desperados. Yeah, because it's really the Renegades. So we appreciate. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that the reason we went ar- we went along with the Dallas Desperados is because you want to see person, how far I take it. The person who did the research on the XFL in that portion of the podcast was talking. That's fair. And the person who was listening and agreeing 
did not do the research. So that's that, fair. It that's sounds fair like name. the Dallas Renegades have done a poor job of sales and marketing for their new team. Well, it's, I mean, that's that's fair. Maybe if they and need if, some help, they ask the average Joes to uh, to actually say their right name. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna give them a give them a couple bills. You know. So one of the things, what are the things you got to think about when you talk about sales, right? Really, not, not invoices. Not invoices at yeah. all. Not invoices the at Benjamins. all. But, but when all about the Benjamins, baby. But when when you think about when you think about sales, and you, you got to think of yourself imagery, right? You got to think about imagery, and you got to find out: Are you over going overkill? Doing. Are you ever? No, I'm just saying. Like branding is important. So if you might want to watch, if, you might want to watch the motion of your left hand. Keep it clean at this point. Keep it in time clean in the podcast. I mean, you got to ask yourself: Are you ever taking things too far? I don't think so. I mean, you know what I mean. Can you take something too far? Can you go too overkill? It's, you know what I mean? Resounding yes. Can you go to overkill? Yeah, I don't think, I you, think can. you can. I think if you're trying to convince somebody that you need, that they need you or they need your service or their, their product, you know what I mean? I think you got to go all in, full send, full, <laughs> full, full send. You full know what send, I mean? Yeah. yeah, where, yeah. where are we at with? Cam- I'm really getting know. bad about this whole remembering that the camera angle is opposite as I see it. Yeah. Well, you know, it, that's just kind of the nature of somebody looking back at you. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah. reach out. With your left hand and touch their left hand. Well, you know what? If you I touch did, their if, right hand. If it's if right I front did, of If I did, I'd say it'd be all right. <laughs> okay. Just so saying. You can, you're going you're gonna to have to find a couple more words, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple. I mean, you got crikey. Crikey. You got to be all right. <laughs> Faustus. And, and that one. Look at the crocodile over there. Yeah, I mean, holy, holy wombats, Batman. Oh holy, God. holy wombats. Oh, my God. Holy this wombats. So, yeah. Oh so, um, ladies and gentlemen, that <laughs> was this week in social <laughs> media. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. So, shout, shout out to, as we're closing with that segment, though, shout out to Antonio Brown. If you don't have a team to play for and you're looking for uh, a place to come air out your grievances towards the Raiders. Holler at Average Joe's Media. That's right. We will uh, We will talk about the Raiders if you give us enough money. We will facilitate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you an Average Joe's t-shirt to, to work out in. It'll be oh, great. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, okay, so back to salesmen. Salesmen. Okay, so uh, there, are, um, there are several type of salesmen. Now, what I would say about salesmen is that uh, salesmen, number one, are a necessary evil. They are a necessary evil because if somebody wants to push a product, they have to find a way to push the product. That's fair. They have to find people who are willing to take rejection and not let that bring them down. Ultimately, that's what a salesman's quality, major, major quality, is is needed in that person. They need to be able to look somebody in the eye, be as completely serious as possible, hear the word no, and be like, oh, Maybe I can change your mind, you know? And, uh, and so it's a very aggressive personality. It's a very determined personality. It's very mm-hmm. – um, it's a go-getter. It's, it's kind of, a, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a captain mentality. I mean, they're not going to let somebody quit, you know, ultimately. I think in sales you have to decide what kind of salesperson you want to be. Do you want to be somebody who wants to be a successful 
salesperson, but make that success built upon finding people who need what you you're selling and that you can, you can demonstrate how, why they need that and, and to try to help them achieve yep. what they're trying, you know, the a mutual agreed upon goal. Um, or are you going to be the kind of salesman who you don't really care? You're just, you're going to try to grind and grind and grind. You don't care if it's good, if it's a right fit, what it takes. You're, you're trying there to, to, you're trying to make, meet that quota. Yep. And, um, I like to give my business to, to the first type of salesman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first type of salesman tries to build a relationship with their customer. Yep. And ultimately, most customers want to be able to feel like if they have a question, they can give you a call. Yeah. Whereas or, or text. They can, yeah. Because it is the 20%. So right. they want to be able to have a direct line of communication and feel like it's open. Yep. You know? So most salesmen will give you their phone number, but is their line of communication open? Nah, maybe not. Maybe you know, not. It's call customer service. You yep. know what I mean? If you have an issue. So uh, what type of what type of salesmen are there? Let's just list them. We got car salesmen. Oh, we have uh, you've, I think you have you've got your door to door. Yeah. You've got your telemarketers. Yep. You've got your retail sales. Yep. You go to them. Uh, so that would be considered inside sales. Yep. You've got your outside sales, which uh, could be considered door-to-door, but a lot of those are business-to-business, which is still door-to-door, but a little bit different. Um, let me think what else. And then when you're talking about specific industries, yes, of course, you have your car salesman. Uh, you have your, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, Different There's industries. a lot of different businesses. You have your you insurance yeah. salesman. Yeah. You have your summer vacuum salesman. Summer service based. Yeah, yeah. Right. The vacuum salesman, uh, they're still kind of a door-to-door thing, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the last, well, are they really, though? The last time I heard anything about a vacuum salesman, it was a, a rash of robberies. Someone going around, like, knocking on the door saying, hey, we're no, here, to, here to talk to you about a vacuum cleaner, but it was really kind of a Yeah, I'm sure that's been happening scam. forever. But. Now, nowadays, uh, in the vacuum world, because I, I know of somebody that, that sells them now, um, what they have started doing is uh, entering through referrals. Uh, and so what they do is they come to you and they say, hey, uh, so it's a friend comes to mm-hmm. you, says, hey, I'm just trying to get these 12 demos out of the way. And if I get these 12 demos out of the way, uh, they're going to give me my vacuum for free, right? And so uh, they come to you and they go through the demo and they show you the vacuum cleaner and they make it all amazing. And then they say, well, you know, Joey, if you take us on 12 demos, we'll pay for your vacuum, right? Because they know the numbers. If they go on 12 demos, they're going to sell three or four vacuums. And so... Uh, that's that's how they're doing it now as opposed to knocking so on doors. So they're doing the Tupperware pampered chef model, basically. Right. Okay, so that brings us to our next segment. Excuse the intrusion. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Clearly. We're going to have to interrupt each other on this one. I think we have to because we're, we're, but we're, we're so doing different. It, we're we're so doing different. it in a polite manner. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, ex- you know, excuse me. Hey. Excuse me. Yeah, maybe that's what we say. I mean, we're highly, ap- yeah. we're highly apologetic. Just in case y'all were curious, this is an ever-developing how do segments run in our episode. Yeah. Episode. Okay, I mean, so. It's still a work in progress. It really is. So, so ultimately, first question. First question. I think we'll maybe only have two here. Okay. Okay, two questions. Uh, first question. If you were a salesman, which, Chris, I know you kind of are, so you might have a little bit of an inside track here. What's your, how do you pitch? 
How do you pitch what you're selling? Pitch it. Pitch it. Either one of you. Don't hold us in, in too much suspense. <laughs> well, when, when, you mean, when you ask how, I mean, what? What are we selling? What do you mean? How? Are we, are we pitching what we're selling now? Or are we, yep. we're pretending that we're selling something and we're yep. making a pitch? Either one. Go for it. You're wasting time. So <laughs> okay, I'm just going to jump in with my interpretation of the question. That's all right. Okay, bud. Calm Excuse down. me. Calm down Excuse a me. Calm down a little bit. I apologize for the intrusion. You're, it's okay. I, I accept your apology. That's good. Um, yeah, no, I think you, you, we, what you really got to dive into is is you got to try to get, get in front of the person, make yourself likable, uh, find out a little bit about them, and then, again, just trying to help them understand why it is they need what you're, what you're selling. Yeah, I think so. The, the first thing is you get involved with a product or service that, that you believe in and actually provides true value. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse than trying to sell something you don't believe in, right? So then you identify your target market and you go talk to that market. Um, for example, if you sold pools, let's yeah. say you sold pools door yeah. to door, would you go to apartment complexes or would you go to neighborhoods? Probably go to neighborhoods. Right. Now, one could argue, well, but if I go to an apartment complex, there's a whole bunch of people doors right beside each other and talk to a whole bunch more people. But they're the wrong market because yeah. they can't buy a pool for the apartment. Okay. I live in a house. Sell me on a pool you're selling. Well, I don't sell pools, but so... Go nuts. <laughs> the, the, Let's interpret it how we need to. Well, sure. So, uh, Mr. Joe Boo, uh, do you need a pool? I do not need a pool, no. Okay, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Go next door. I'm going to tag in. Because that's a door-to-door thing, right? So if I haven't identified, if I'm not talking to you because I already know you need a pool, at that point you're prospecting. So it's, hey, do you need a pool? Do you need a pool? Do you need a pool? And you're going to find somebody that says yes. And then you have that conversation. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a shot. Hey, uh, hey, Mr. Buchanan, what do you do for a living? I am a high school teacher and coach. Oh, you're a coach. What sports do you coach? I coach soccer and football. Oh, man, you spend a lot of time outdoors, don't you? I really do. It's that summer heat's killing me, killing you, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough. It is right now. So uh, do you have a family? Do you have some kids? I got three daughters. Three daughters? Yeah. Man, that is awesome. Yeah. And uh, do they enjoy outdoor activities? Uh, you know, a couple of them do. A couple of them are one, one and a half, you know, is uh, kind of a prima donna, depending on her. That's mood. awesome. That's awesome. Say, do you have, a, you have a membership to, like, a gym or, like, a... You know, community rec center, you know, anything like that? Maybe a country no, club? No, I don't, no. So that when you and your girls are trying to have some fun outdoor relaxing activity, you yeah. know, staying cool in the heat, what do y'all do? Uh, well, we pretty much stay inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. So would you like to have something fun to do with your kids? Sure, why not? You know, it's, it's so hard with technology, right? Because they're always on their tablets and their phones, aren't they? That's fair. I bet you're thinking, man, it'd really be great if I had some un- uninterrupted time with my kids where it was just really about us doing yeah. something that we wanted to do together. Okay, okay. So have I told you about pools? I sell pools. Do you? I do. Wow, okay. You know, the great thing about pools is, pools is, it's a time for families to get away from their technology because, you know, you're not bringing phones and iPads and computers and podcasts in your pools, are you? Yeah, well, you, you might ruin them. You might ruin them, exactly. Right. Unless they're waterproof. So, you know, I have kids. I have kids, and I love pool time with my kids because... They're teenagers, and it, it's really just, uh, it's all about us talking. We're not distracted oh. by video games and Fortnite and stuff like that. So um, that's why I love pools, man. Okay. I love spending time pools with my kids, wow. and it's super hot. I really like to cool down. And the great thing about living in the great state of Texas is it's hot pretty much half the year. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Um, so you're getting to use it at all times. But I can tell you what, have you ever been in a heated pool before? Uh, 
I don't believe that I have. Talk about like a large jacuzzi. Oh, we're talking about a jacuzzi. I've been in a jacuzzi before. Yeah, but what if it was a full-size pool? It'd be great, and you'd yeah. be surprised with how low cost it is. Okay, okay, okay. You know? So but, what's your tactic in this, Joe? Since the time just ran out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you ever going to sell a pool? Yeah, I mean... So that's so that's right. So that's point in time. Are you selling me, or are you just trying to get me to agree with you in certain scenarios? Okay, that was on the fly. Yeah, well, I know. I, I feel like I feel like I was starting to bait you. Yeah. Well, oh, I see. You were trying to get me to say so many positive things that whenever you said, "Would you like to buy a pool?" I eventually said yes. Is uh, that is that about where you were going with that? Well, I was going to try to get you like pretty much like ninety percent of the way there, and then you were I was going to expect ten percent. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then I was gonna. Expect Are you referencing you Hitch to, right now? Yeah, I was gonna. I was going to. <laughs> I was gonna expect you to say no. You know what I mean? And okay. then I was gonna kind of bring you home with uh, already uh, in my mind, knowing how to eliminate all of your your nos. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I've said I'll, I'll tear down those. Walls. Why say no when it feels so good to say yes? <laughs> that's basically the mantra that we should all live by. That's. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Uh, so what? What's funny about that is is well, again. It depends on if you're already talking about a pool, then that's one thing. But if that's your intro to everybody you're trying to sell a pool to, it's going to take you 20 times as long to sell a pool as somebody else. But if his success rate is like 8 out of 10, then it doesn't really matter if his success rate is 8 out of 10 as opposed to 8 out of 500, then he will sell more pools in less time. He will sell the same amount of pools in less time. I would argue that the ratio will remain the same regardless. So the... I, the Quality over quantity. Man. That might I think fair. the ratio will stay the same regardless. The problem is you'll just talk to less people, so therefore you'll sell less pools. That's why... So like, for example, I did business-to-business electricity sales, okay. and I kind of took that same approach. I would come in, get to know them. Hey, tell me about your business, blah, 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 blah. Hey, by the way... And then they were like, no. And I was like, okay, this is dumb. And so, uh, so it started, I changed it to, I walk in, Hey, my name's Chris. I'm with such and such energy, just stopping in to see who you have your electric service with. And they'll either talk to you about it or they won't. Yeah. And if they didn't, they won't talk to you about it. Then you go to the next one. Okay. Uh, and so it's a, it's a numbers game in that type of, so uh, your so your argument scenario. about his approach versus your direct approach that you gave me was even if you hit 500 people or 10, the approach is still going to warrant the same amount of sales. Correct. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I believe. Okay. Either one of y'all got another question for uh, for this? Joe, at in yes. any point in time, do you have something? I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. So uh, what is – none of, none of us, can we agree real quick, none of us like telemarketers? No. That is correct. So what's the most fun you've ever had with a telemarketer? <laughs> like, like have you ever played back with them? Okay. I have. Okay. So you go. Well, okay. So mine, it was really short. So here's the truth is a lot of the time they won't talk to you once you start doing this. But so it was one of the IRS people called, right? You know, so they call and they say, hey, you owe money to the IRS. And so I had seen this on the internet. And so I tried it myself (laughs) is uh, so they're talking, you know, and I was like, great. When are you going to send me my check? And they were like, no, no, no. You owe us money. You know, it was like $3,000. So I said, that's great. So when, when can I expect to get my $3,000? Yeah. And so we kind of went back and forth a few times. And then the guy was like, uh, he started laughing at me. Right. And he was like, uh, this is so much fun or whatever, you know. 
And I said, dude, quit trying to rip people off and go get a real job. And he was like, okay, <laughs> he hung uh, up, right? Nice. So anyway. Okay, so Joe, what I know you have. I know yeah, every I, time I when a telemarketer comes in, you're like, oh, you're selling... Yeah, I mean, really. Pills. I, yeah, yes. And I'm like, oh, don't you know? <laughs> so good. So good. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can talk to you about these prescription drugs right now. So you go, don't you know? Don't and then you, you know. go to yeah. some kind of Spanglish? I pick something. You I really go, do. You go from Canadian The best Canadian was there was, a rash of, there was a rash of things coming out of the Caribbean. And it was like around the time those emails were going on. What do you mean by a rash? A rash things. meaning there was like a series of scams coming up for oh, originating okay. from the I Caribbean. I thought you were talking about some kind of yeah, disease. Yeah, the whole like prince, you know, so, you know, I'm a prince, send me some money and I'll uh, send you more money type of thing. Yes. And so Nigeria. I got a call. When yeah. The, listen, when the deposed king of Nigeria emails you directly <laughs> and says he needs your help, you help. Yeah. So one of these was a phone Anybody call. gets that reference, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll send you something. I completely <laughs> missed it, but that's, 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 okay. that's a good thing I already have stuff. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the, they called in and they were trying to tell me something about needing to send some money because I was going to get rich and famous through everything. And so I just kind of kept going with it. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Where can I send the money? And then I kept acting like, I was like, wait a second, did you say four or five? And then I was like, oh no, I'm losing internet connectivity and stuff. And so like I, I carried on for about 15 minutes. And then um, I think at one point I said, oh, my, my phone's not. Let me call you back. So they gave me a number, and I called them back, and then I just completely hammered them. And I was like, yeah, blah, blah, you know, I can't believe you do this to people taking their, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was a lot of fun. That's good. That's good. I'm going to honestly say that uh, if it's a phone number calling me, I don't answer it if I don't know it. Well, I don't do that much anymore, but I've occasionally. But see, I think for volume three of uh, prank calls, I think we need to take it back. And Take it back to them. That's why I want to start calling some of these uh, these businesses. Some of these random phone numbers that call you? Yes. And then we have uh, Prank Calls Volume 3, How to Telemarket a Telemarketer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that might, I mean that's going to be that might amazing. Yes. And then when we're done, we block their number. Yes. That way they can't call. Well, they got 87 or more numbers that they could call us from. I think right now on my block call list, I think I got about thousand numbers well because they they spoof the number it's not a real number it changes every time so you can't like a lot of those you try to call back if you did try to call it back yeah it it doesn't go through because it's not a real number so it's uh so you know one of the but it will always block that number so if they spoof another number there now there is there's like 10 million telephone numbers for a single area code so I mean that's that's one thing. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll never catch them all like right. Pokemon. Right. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so can I tell you about my worst experience with a? Well, they weren't a telemarketer ish. They were uh, a Nigerian scam. So I uh, I wired two thousand dollars to Estonia one time. <gasps> no, yes. get out of here. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Wow. And uh, so this was back in the day when the internet was still you know, in its infancy. Oh, wow. And, uh, I was looking for part-time income, uh, as most people are. And if, if you're looking for part-time income, you do something legitimate, like work with me at Primerica, not, uh, as a payroll processor, uh, or as a payment processor, uh, internationally. So that's what I did. So I, I went on to Dallas morning news. Okay. Okay. Shout out to, to DMN. DMN. And, uh, so they had a classified section online and there was a work from home, international payment processor 
So I sent an email into the deal and they emailed me back and they said, well, uh, we need you to take payments from our uh, U.S. customers and send them to us internationally and you get to keep 10% as a uh, processing fee. And now I was extremely young and this was on the Dallas Morning News Classified. So I was like, okay, this must be legitimate. That must have been vetted. It must have been like, you know, it must be real. Yeah. So I signed up. And uh, so they started uh, sending payments into my account. I would withdraw those payments, send 90% of it to them, and keep 10% for myself. After about three days, suddenly my bank account was frozen. And uh, so I called the bank to find out. And essentially what had happened was these people had stolen other people's login information. So they were logging into their account, and they were transferring money into my account, which I was then going to the bank and withdrawing myself and then wiring to them. So the bank had me. All they knew is money was going into my account. I walked into the bank, took it out. Yeah. So I was left holding the bag. So I had to pay back all of that money to the bank that I had sent uh, overseas because there was no way to get it back. No. Yes. Wow. Okay. So So, before you go, before you go. (laughs) So my my story is a little different. So uh, I tutor privately. Right. Uh, If anybody reaches out and needs help mathematically and they need it outside of school i will go over there i'll go to their house or meet them somewhere else or whatever and so there is apparently a scam for tutors so i i got uh i got scammed a little bit almost almost the last email i got was so suspect that i just cut it off so uh it was somebody whose niece or something was staying with them you know, and needs help. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound altogether terrible. I've heard that a thousand times in school. And so uh, basically what they did was they said that they needed, um, uh, it, it was something really, really strange. They needed me to send them a money order <laughs> after they sent me a cashier's check or something. And I was like, why would I have to send you money? after you send me money to pay me for this tutoring. And so I got this cashier's check because they sent it to, I guess they sent it to my house. I don't know. And, uh, and I, I told a couple teachers about it and I was like, yeah, apparently they want me to do this. And they're like, Oh, don't fall for that. That's a scam. And so I was like, it seems suspect. And so I never did it, but there are, there are some people out there targeting educators to put a, fake cashier's check into their account and it will clear for a second then you send a money order to uh to defray the difference in what you're paying what you're getting paid versus what they give you so they want to overpay you and have you send them back change it it was weird yeah and so uh that's why that's that last email and i was like okay and um but they'll hook you at the beginning with this is a this seems like a real need for algebra that same email emailed me five years in a row after that time because I guess they wanted to finalize the transaction, but they always started with, hi, are you a private tutor? And I'm like, that's the same email. I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, so I almost got duped because I tutor kids in math. Wow. Well, we uh, well quickly shout out to uh, James Jolly for chiming in uh, with some stuff, and he also thinks he's going to find a meme. The meme for that uh, that reference. The meme. The meme. The meme. <laughs> so we're gonna have to get James James some good stuff out there in Arizona. Um, so similar to what both of you guys are talking about, um, I 
was, for lack of a better word, the former missus. She had a she had a sixth sense when it came to some of these type of things. <laughs> God, God bless her. Yeah. And um, so I wonder why that is. I don't. <laughs> there's so much to say. Average Joe's Media After Dark coming soon. But real quick, so uh, there's a gamut of these type of things that that got brought home. Uh, the one about uh, we were sending. We got we sent five people a dollar, and then they sent us a list of like a hundred people that we sent. Yeah, it's called mail fraud. That's yeah, what no, that no, is. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. yeah, so there was that one, <laughs> and then but the scariest one was is again she, she was doing on online search right uh, part time work, and so there was a Middle Eastern oil company who just needed somebody to to help with their payment processing. Oh, hey, sounds and familiar. So so what would happen is is they start they the the idea was is they would mail mail checks for her to deposit and then her to go create uh, money orders and then send them to such and such places. But if you like the increments of money, it was very, it was like laundering is what it was going to be. And most likely for a terrorist cell mm. um, or a drug organization or something, because the, the bounce they put in were all like right before underneath the mm. 10,000. Yeah. What, what's flagged. And so this, you know, and well, you know, she, there was also a, I mean, I know this is going to probably sound really surprising, but uh, <laughs> everything wasn't really transparent uh, <laughs> in that relationship. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I know. Okay. So go figure. So a yeah. lot of things happened. Is everything in most relationships <laughs> ever transparent? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of things happened that I didn't find out about until it went bad. <laughs> and so I come home one day and I see this FedEx, you know, package on the, on the counter table. I was like, what is this? She's like, oh my gosh, it's my new job. And I was like, <laughs> what is it? And so I'm looking at these things and I'm like, I, I threw in the trash. And I was like, we should go to the cops because this is no, we're not doing this. So it was like we were this close to being caught up in that. Wow, that's that's ridiculous. I'll tell you very, one. I'll scary. tell you one more thing that uh, that I've I've heard of. Um, so you know how you know how if you uh, you know you send out a post or whatever, and people just click it because they like it or whatever. They like it, they love it, they react to it, whatever. It's really, pretty much anything that Average Joe's Media puts out. Absolutely, and so. There is a lot of there is a lot of merit to sending something and receiving a response quickly. Okay? And that's ultimately what social media is all about. So apps like Cash App, Venmo. Yeah. If you I don't know if you want to experiment with this, but if you send out any and all friends, if you send out like a five dollar request to all your friends, you might get a return on that investment. <laughs> Just a, a quick Oh, they need five bucks? Yeah, okay. There you go. And it <laughs> might work out. I've heard so, of people doing this. Wow. Where anybody that they have a contact that has that app, they will say, I got a $5 request. Well, I'll tell you what. If Did uh, you send $5? No, no, no. I did not send $5. I sent <laughs> back another $5 request. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. So. Well, I'll tell you what. If anybody listening to this podcast is it feels like they need to you know, Venmo their friends for 5 bucks, yeah. uh, get in contact with me. I'll teach you how to make some real money. So yeah, yeah. There you go. That's, that's, that's true. I can vouch for that. <laughs> he, he will teach you how to do that. That's what we should that's do. We should, we, should do <laughs> we should do a charity email blast for Average Joe's Media, and then we'll let Chris invest their money. Is that right? There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Excuse the Intrusion. Hope you enjoyed all the hijinks and the fraudsters, as James Jolly uh, put it in our uh, in our feed there. So, what uh, what do you what do you hate most? You, everybody, we got to buy a car. What do you hate most about the car sales process? 
I feel like there's a, a lack of transparency with how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they, they definitely want to avoid talking about the total sales number. You know, they focus on the monthly payment, uh, which is what most individuals look at. And so a lot of the time they bite off more than they can chew uh, because they're, they're not really looking at the total cost. And then having to do that back and forth and, you know, give me your best deal. And, okay, well, this is our best deal. Well, never mind. Oh, wait, now this is our best deal. Yeah. Like, you know, just that yeah. whole back and forth uh, negotiation. And, and I understand negotiating is part of sales, but it just feels there's a, a lack of transparency a lot of the time, uh, which is where dealerships like CarMax, um, you know, really, really thrive. The price is the price. Yep. Um, you know, one of the things I hate about about car dealerships, not even necessarily the salespeople, is if you go online and look at the price of a car and then you go in and you expect to buy that car for that price. Uh, oh, well, we added uh, lug nut locks and, and uh, tint and pinstriping. Yep. And yep. so it's $4,000 more than what you saw online. Yep. Well, why didn't you put that online? Well, because if we do, our price would be higher than the next dealership because they put it online without all the add-ons. And I'm like, well, then you should all be honest and all of you put actually what the car cost. So, you know, just stuff like that. And, uh, but. What you about know. you, Jeff? <clears throat> well, I got to tell you, I had, a, I had a CarMax experience that I thought was revolutionary, right? I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. This is the greatest thing ever. And uh, cause it really is the greatest thing ever. And uh, but the car we got was a complete limit and I really felt completely screwed over. So my next two experiences with cars was I thought I was going to beat the system. And um, I, I walked in and basically said, here's boom, all my cards on the table. That's really how I approach car sales is just saying, like, I want to save you, your time is money. So is mine. Here's what I can do. And um, I appreciate when people listen to me and they respond when they don't. I'd gone to a Rockwall dealership and they sent me, uh, they told me they needed to keep my car overnight for evaluation. So they gave me the keys to a 20, this was last year, so it's 2018 uh, Dodge Charger with five miles on it, boys. Wow. Wow. And they thought that by me driving that sucker around for a day and coming back that I was going to sign up for like a six or $700 car payment, which was complete. It was <laughs> crazy. And I was like, I'll have fun in this car for a while and I really want it, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money. But I had the best experience ever, Mother's Day weekend. I had uh, given up on being able to get a car at the time. My mom really needed a car, and I was homesick. And uh, a, a gentleman from uh, Autoflex Leasing. Autoflex Leasing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they reached out, and they said they'd been moving their offices. They were close, to actually, to my office off 75. And um, I went through the whole spill with everything. And I said, guys, I don't really want to waste my time coming out there on a weekend unless this is going to happen. But I said, but my mom really needs something. So if you can, if you can take care of my mom, then I'll try to give my business. But whatever. So I tell my mom, they're like, come on out this time on Saturday. And I told my mom, I was like, it's not going to happen, mom. I know it's not going to happen, but at least we'll, we'll understand how far off we are. Sure enough, man, we walked in there and he's like, okay, guys, uh, let's go take a look at your mom's vehicle first. And so we went, and they gave us the keys, and we drove it around. We came back, and I was like, oh, this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's good yeah, because it's Mother's Day weekend. He let us, without him being in the car, no pressure. He was like the reverse psychology cell. And I'm like, this guy's good. We go into an office that's empty, so there's no pressure of paperwork and stuff. And then the numbers were doable. Yeah. And then next thing you know, my mom has a car. And I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. So he shows me the one 
he paid it for me, and I was like, I really think it's too small. It's not really what I want, and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, okay, give me a few minutes. And so then next thing I know, he brings out the other car, and I'm like, oh, okay, and it looks really nice. And um, me and my mom go we drive around, and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck when I can't do it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so then he came back, and he was like, it was like 40-something dollars over what I thought my, my threshold was. And the guy was like, I kind of halfway believed him though, because with his follow-up, he was like, "If you ever get, if you ever short that forty dollars one month, holler at me, I'll take care of it." Like you're walking out of here with a car deal. So literally, like in less than two hours. Have you taken him up on that? Not yet, but getting close. <laughs> um, in less than two, in less than two hours, we walked away, uh, trading in cars and and getting these new cars. And so, like that gentleman, as long as he's in the car business. As your um, business. He does. He yeah. really, really does. It was a quality experience. Well, so uh, I've heard conflicting things about this, but Stacia, we appreciate you commenting. You commented several times through this. Uh, she says, don't tell them what you want to pay. Don't tell them what you want your payment to be. And so I've heard that that is potentially the best way to go about it. I've heard both things because first of all if heard you're it both ways if you i did i legitimately have so if you're trying to stay in a budget and if they if they fit the price of the car or the contract or whatever to meet your needs then that's what you want I well mean, i think her budget. concern is if you tell them your budget then if you could have gotten it cheaper they will structure it to where it was more expensive i think that's probably the where she's going with that that's probably right. true that's that is probably that's fair fair so uh i will say though shout out to dnm leasing uh aaron van barkham was the guy that that helped us out with uh getting my wife's uh honda pilot a year ago and uh sharp looking cars he you know yeah, when you were getting brought yeah. yes and uh, it's fantastic uh, experience. Fantastic experience. Very easy. Um, great value for the trade-in and uh, great terms on the lease. And uh, it's fantastic. And she loves it. And she was so excited. And uh, I literally did everything over the phone. Yeah. And then I just showed up and the car was there. And we signed paperwork and we drove off with the car. Uh, and it was it was a really great experience. Also, by the way, Aaron, uh, participates World uh, Poker Tour. Mm. Just won almost five hundred thousand dollars this week. Wow. So yeah. Really? Speaking mm-hmm. of wow. poker. Speaking of poker, I think we need to have a fall. Well, I'd like to make it a more regular thing, a but fall. We need a to fall have a game. fall. A fall uh, game. We need to have a poker game soon, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. We really do. Chris, are it's you been into about the, a year uh, since I played cards and I'm I'm missing it. Are you into the cash game poker sure. experience? Okay. I'm thank you for being cash game people. I can't I don't like playing tournaments though. I don't because I want to get up my money. I want to walk away when I want to walk away. I want to be the Joe Boo. I want, I want my poker game to be similar to Joe Boo's blackjack and crap game. Oh, okay. Where I walk in, I don't know what I'm doing, and I come out with lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chris, you, uh, you know, so let's just address that real quick. Are you a cash game, walk away, or are you more of a tournament style, first place, second place, third place kind of guy? Uh, well, historically I have always played, I guess, I guess it would be tournament style. In other words, the chips don't have any individual monetary value. There's a buy-in and whoever has the most chips at the end gets, you know, the pot or they split it if they decide they don't want to play it out or whatever. Uh, so typically that's, that's how I've done it, but I'm not opposed to the other way. So I'm not necessarily opposed to the other way as well, but 
I mean, I think when I said a cash game, I meant a tournament. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't really walk away. Because that's what I traditionally do, too. But here's the thing with the cash game. So the cash game, you have unlimited, if you have, you know, you don't mind people buying in more. You have a lot more money that you're playing with, right? If you have unlimited chips is what you were saying, huh? Yeah, but between the two of us, we probably have like 15 sets. Oh, okay. But, um. But anyway, so the great thing about the cash game, though, is is like some people can, I mean, not everybody has f- maybe six hours to give to a game, right? And a lot of times people are not going to pull out when they're way ahead. They're going to be up and down, up and down, and then they might pull out whenever they're at break even. So, so bad. So bad. Keep it clean. <laughs> so bad. Like, I'm like, man, golly, when he does that, he kills me. But anyway, so I it I think it's a lot of fun because it, it makes it, I, in my in my opinion it makes it a little bit more <laughs> makes it a little bit more competitive. Just so just when you want to <laughs> just just when you're playing a cash game and you're yeah man, you just and, want you, <laughs> and you're ready to pull out you just you just you just take your money and run. That's, <laughs> But it's like Moss is saying, you got to be careful and not take too long to, to close the deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's fair. Oh, man, that is so fair. Oh, man. Oh. I haven't cried in a long time. This is necessary. Oh, my goodness. That's what we do here. That's right. That's what we, we do are, here. We, we create a myriad of emotions. <laughs> we really we really do. Oh, you know, because we, we really didgeridoo. We, it's we didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. We didgeridoo I mean, it right, don't we? I'm telling you what, man. That's fun. I mean, wow. So many so many things. But anyways, we need to get an Average Joe's poker game going. So um, if you're local or you're not local but you'll be in town, and if you're interested in uh, Average Joe's poker game, let us know so we can try to get something on the books. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we're all parents here, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a night game. Like I've been a fan of having like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon game. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying well, okay. it is football season, so that's yeah, it, it, that's fair. unequivocally fair. What I guess what I'm saying is it does not have to be a late night game if everyone schedules. Gotcha. You know, it would be easier. So it to can play be it. a late night game if everybody's schedule yeah. permits. Yes, but it's, if everybody's schedule doesn't permit, it can be an afternoon game. Yes, it can be whatever we want it to oh, be. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I, there are no limitations. It's really? a very flexible schedule. Oh, very flexible. Wow. Okay. I mean, that, that's Especially because average there's just media. Nothing, we like to be. There's nothing on the books right now for this, so it's as flexible as possible in terms of scheduling something. Right. Exactly. It's wide open. Yeah. One hundred percent. There is, Wide open. there is nothing stopping us putting on this game, but there's also nothing starting us putting on this game right now. And I just want to point out the average uh, average Jodal joined, and it has been quintessentially any time there's been any talk <laughs> about gambling, it occurs the minute that she joins the podcast. Uh, well, and I know it. she thinks, if you're watching other Dota, first of all, you and Nanny gave me my first Texas Hold'em poker set, for starters. Second of all, we really don't gamble all the time, and I promise we don't always talk about gambling on the podcast. <laughs> But uh, the timing of that was impeccable. That's awesome. That is really awesome. So, you know what else is awesome? What is? <laughs> Australia's. Australia's. Favorite podcast segment by an American podcast <laughs> from Texans named Joe. Is that right? Yeah, what's I it think, called? I think on the last hashtag, you forgot to put name Joe. Did I? Yeah, well, it's okay. You, you can add it. Throw it on the screen. What does it say? I don't know. Oh, 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 I mean on the last Facebook post. Oh, probably. Yeah. 
Look at her. Look at her. Hold on a second. Time out. Dota time said out. every time. Every Dota, Dota said every time with, <laughs> with an exclamation point. We need to have Dota on the podcast. Well, I think, I think maybe, I think she is, you know, she loves you, you know? And she loves you too. She, well, that's great. I love her too. But, you know, it's, it is just, it's a prerogative thing, you know? It's, yeah. It's not a, it's not a habit. It's not a, uh. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's, it's my, not it's an like addiction. My pro- I know it's like my prerogative. You know, you know, so her just, prerogative. Uh, you know, yeah. It is we could have like a Bobby Brown episode. I mean, where we I talk go, about prerogatives. If I go out to a baseball game and spend three hundred dollars, is is that bad? Or if I spend ten dollars and walk away with two hundred, I mean, what what? Where's the gray area? You know, what's the well, fine line? Really? I mean, if, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole for just two seconds, my <laughs> argument's always been that uh, if you're playing, you know, with without it hurting your family, right, you know, like an addiction, if you're playing a few casino games, it's really no different than taking your kids to an arcade or taking your kids to Chuck E. Cheese because quintessentially you're doing the exact same thing there. You are yep. taking money. You are paying money to play a game of chance in, in an effort to come out with uh, something greater than what you put in yeah. in, in way of tickets. It's yeah. about having an entertainment budget. It's the yeah. same thing if you're going to go to dinner, watch a movie, whatever. Yeah. I have this much money. This is what I'm going to spend. Yep. If I walk away with more, great. If I don't, no big deal. And I see, I think in any issue that we're talking about where there is a struggle, uh, where there is a, um, um, you know, a pro and a con, somebody for, somebody against, mm-hmm. especially the type of person that we are referring to right now being a, a religious issue is that it is, uh, you know, every time Chris is on, we've got to say something religious. But uh, we it's, do. it's a self-control thing. Hashtag. You know, gluttony is not a sin. I love Jesus. Gluttony is not a thing if you don't overeat right so eating isn't you know and that's that's ultimately the thing gambling you know you have this whole dishonest gain argument but what was dishonest about you trying to play a game to win what was dishonest about that <clears throat> yeah am i to what chris said uh was just from the entertainment value like i've said that for a long time if i take twenty dollars to play a pickup game with some friends i'm gonna have more fun than if i would spent forty dollars going to the movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hashtag camaraderie. That's right. So as we digress from salesman to as we digress sin, salesman to sin, which there is a pretty straight line between salesman and sin. You know, I mean, it's, well, it's in. The, I don't know if that's the. It's in. It's in the dictionary. I don't know if that's the parallels it's we're trying dictionary. to draw in this episode or whatnot. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? The, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, lying's a no. sin, right? So yeah. is it? Well, you have you have some salespeople that lie, that's right? That's fair. So. See, direct line. That's all I'm saying. Direct, direct line. Lion. Okay. Direct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dane. <laughs> Dane. Lewis. Hey, Dane. You know what I love about Australia's favorite podcast segment from uh, two guys from Texas named Joe? <laughs> is what's, that we're? That? Yeah, I don't know what what is the official pod hashtag. Uh, let me see here. Australia's favorite segment. From American podcast by Texans named Joe. I was close. Yeah, I there's mean, so many letters I can't hardly remember. You, what you, I'm saying. Ultimately, you gotta you know you gotta know the hashtag before you. Yeah. So what what I love about the hating segment is is, <laughs> you know, a lot of people have said you know what if you're going to do this you can't let it consume you. Moderation. Less is more, and that's what I love about our approach to Hayden. Is that right? You know what I mean? Because we don't go over the top. Do we? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. It's not like we have completely lost our minds. I don't know. I don't think we have. I don't don't think we have at all. I think we're doing just less is more really well. I think we're using moderation. Yeah. I think we're using moderation. I don't don't really think 
that um, in any way, form, or fashion, anything that we have done or said could come off as, uh, you know, as offensive, really. I think yeah. it should come off with love. 100%. If you do not have love, you are as sounding brass. Because, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the mic off the stand. I'm, I'm going to get real here for Maybe a minute. you ought to just hold it. I'm just going to hold it like the this. The entire rest of our maybe, podcast maybe, career. Maybe possibly. I'm going to get real. You know what? Because here's the deal. Average Joes, listeners, let us all rejoice. Because you know what? We're young and we're free. You know? We, we've, we have uh, golden soil and wealth from toil. We do because we put a lot of work into this podcast. And, you know, our home, this studio, you know, is it Gert? We're not next to by yeah, the sea, but we're by Gert. the road. I mean, yeah. we're, It's Gert by the road. By the lake. Uh, yeah. We're, we're Gert by the lake. Gert, Gert by, by the, the lake. lake, you know. The right, lake of Hubbard. And um, our land, our, our land abounds with nature's gifts, you know. Yeah. Like wombats. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Wombats. Wombats, koalas, <laughs> Tasmanian devils. Yeah, they're 12 kilometers away. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Same thing with kangaroos. Yeah. And uh, uh, of beauty, it's rich and it's rare. Yep. You know. Just like, just like this didgeridoo. <laughs> then, then we have. Hey, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just did. I feel really uh, weird. But that is all Dean. over Facebook right Dean. now. <laughs> Dean, I feel really weird about it, Dean. I don't know what just happened, but anyways. Oh, you handled yourself oh, my so well. This, I, I, you know, our histories. Page at every stage. <laughs> it's for the advancement <laughs> of average Joe's media and all of our friends far and wide. Yeah, absolutely. In a in joyful strains, we, we like to sing. Yeah, absolutely. Do we do advance? <laughs> advance, advance fair beneath our radiant Southern Cross. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh, we toil with our hearts and our hands. <laughs> to make uh, this commonwealth of Average Joe's Media renowned. Yeah, yeah. Renowned. Definitely renowned. Renowned. That's good. And, and I think it, it's important to understand that modesty is best. It really is. You don't want to go too over the top. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Not too wanna, over the top. You want to keep it, you want to keep it, you want to keep it level. Yep. You want to keep it level because in, in life, there's going to be times of struggle. Yeah. You're gonna walk into a house, and uh, your girl's, <laughs> your friend's cigarettes on the counter. Yeah, yeah. and you're gonna, you're gonna struggle with it. You're gonna struggle with it. You know, you might want to clear out a whole town just to have a girl's attention for a little bit. Yeah, because she's wearing them, them them tight shorts, talking to the the boys on the basketball courts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and maybe 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 your choice in women is questionable at this point. Yeah, because you're heartbroken all the time, but your best friends want to tell you like you've told them so many times. It'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be all right. You know. <laughs> hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. If, first of all, if you didn't love that, then, then I don't know what it is that you love. But you oh know, my goodness. You know, Dean. Hey, Dean. Hey. Hey, Dean. Hey. Don't let us Dean. down. So what? What I want to tell our you. Podcast. <laughs> What I want to tell you is that, first of all, first of all, the average Joes have seen, have seen your lyrics, several, several songs. 
We have even bought some on iTunes. I think I have almost every single song you've created and, and, and put I, out there to be downloaded. We, we have put our money where our mouths are. That's <laughs> on a didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, I just wish. <laughs> you were the trumpet player. Show, show, show everybody how you play the didgeridoo. You want me to, <laughs> play you the want didgeridoo. Me to give it a go? Do it. Be gentle. I feel like I'm in the bush right now. <laughs> Man, that tasted like cigarettes. Okay, so <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> they were. <laughs> they, were they, they weren't, they weren't your girls. They weren't the girls. They weren't the girls. They so were the friends. So they were my mates. I want you. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, oh, Dean Lewis. I just want you to know that that we have we see what you say. We see what you sing, mm-hmm. and that you have a lot of advice. <laughs> You are similar to the Ed Sheeran or the John Mayer of our day from you Australia. Are. You're the Australian John Mayer or the Australian Ed Sheeran. Kind of like the Australian Ed, she- Ed Mayer. Ed Mayer. Yeah. Yes. Ed Mayer. Ed Almost Mayer. like you're from Game of Thrones. And so, I ultimately, mean, I, Dean, feel like, I feel like you'd be we, house stark, we've heard don't you? you? We've heard you. However, I want you to, to just look inside of yourself and just realize. Look inside. Dean. Hey, Dean. Hey, we, Dean. We like what you have to say. We love it. We appreciate it Dare so I say much. we adore it. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. I do. Do you? I do. We do. I did you redo. <laughs> you know, and ultimately, ultimately, what you got to basically ask yourself is, is love. Love. Love is, is it? Is it love? And what's and love got to do with it? Where is it? And really... What does love have to do with it? Everything. Everything. And Dean, every single song you make, every single song we take. Into, into our hearts. We, we love it. We do. We do. And, you know, we may, we may look at it and overanalyze it, and that's my fault. That's my fault. I'm overly analytical. But we love it. You know what? We Dean, want more Dean of it. Dean accepts us for who we are. I really feel like it. I'm just saying I love it and I want more of it. I, I'm I'm saying, are you ready for some? Dean I don't Lewis? know if I can rise above it. That's all I'm saying. It makes me want to shout. Yeah, a little bit louder now. Yeah, just not a little bit quieter. Yeah, now. yeah, a little bit louder. Absolutely. A little bit louder. Throw your hands up. <laughs> and we and wave them like you just don't care. And we digress. <laughs> so ultimately, 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 Dean. Dean, Dean, October. It's we coming. appreciate you. October is right around the corner. And did you know what else is in October? Other than his appearance on Averages Media has to happen. Also his birthday. Hmm. His birthday is October thirty first, huh? No, it's not October thirty first. Oh think well I thought maybe you just no. said Halloween, you're like, Oh, his birthday. Are you telling me you don't know Dean Dean Lewis's birthday? Guilty. Guilty, Guilty? is charged. Man, what well, you're looking it up right I'm now. How up, how can you blame are you, me? Why, why are you selling me out like that? Because you are like trying to tell me that I don't know it, and you're like, looking it up. Well, I feel like you should know what it is. Well, I, <laughs> I think it's the 21st of October. Do you think it is? I think it's the 21st of October. So okay. hold on, I'm looking right now. Let's see here. Where are we at here? You're currently um, in his career. Yeah, but on I don't your see on his you. Wikipedia page, which we know is 100% true. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> If it's on the internet. I mean, if it's not, I'm talking to Katie Kirchin. It's not like anybody could change the information on it. Okay, so October 21st, 1985. So he's basically like our age. 
like Basically, if we were born a year if later. we were born a year later yeah so he's 34 he'll be 34 he'll be 34 he'll be 34 oh, okay great yeah just like he'll be all right yeah he'll be all right and hey dean hey dean make sure you keep it clean keep it clean so back to salesman back to salesman <laughs> Who likes over-the-top salesmen? Yeah. I do. So, uh, I got... <laughs> I got this... <laughs> I got this... T- <laughs> I got this teacher... <laughs> this teacher friend of mine. Uh, his name's Brian Hargrove. And he said... Uh, Any relation? No. No, no. No relation. To the Buchanan Hargroves. No, no. <laughs> no, no relation to them. He said uh, roofers. He says, you can't stand roofers because they're lying dirt bags. Without an ounce of integrity and honesty. You know what? I respect all of our listeners' opinion, but when I think of roofers, I think of a gentleman we know, with a, I believe the first name, Cody. Cody. Three Kings Roofing. Oh, yeah, Cody. Yeah. I tell you what, I don't own a home with a roof yet. I'm working on that, you know, financial investment. Your home doesn't have a roof? I don't own a home. I rent oh, a home, okay, unfortunately. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Average, average Joe's credit score is not so good. Um <laughs> That's Hashtag great. divorce. Uh, and so, uh, but once once Chris Moyer helps me with my financial planning, I'm mm-hmm. going to be going to uh, John Jacobus and the Gingrich Group there you go. to buy me a house. And if it ever needs a roof, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to holler at those other friends. Well, that's fair. At Three Kings Roofing. We need to get him on the podcast. So yeah. addressing... Well, see, I think that the issue with his comment is I think in his part-time, he is a roofer. Oh, <laughs> And so I think he was just playing on. I didn't know the context. On that. No, it's okay. Which is probably why he said that. But no, so the challenge with roofing, right, is there's no real, uh, in the state of Texas, there are no licensing requirements, no. Uh, yes. uh, so, so, you know, a storm comes through and somebody throws a magnet on their truck that says uh, they're a roofer and they come by and they start doing quotes and then they start taking people's money and running off. And so I think that's kind of the, the lack of oversight and regulation uh, I think leads to to a lot of that, but yes, if you connect with a reputable company, uh, you know it, it can be a very positive experience. Absolutely, absolutely. And so ultimately, uh, Robert Smith, our uh, one of our cohorts in the Average Joe's Media Fantasy Football League. Yes, sir. Yes, he sir. He put here. He put it all depends on the industry and the type of salesman. I prefer the long term relationship building approach, mm-hmm. where you win some and lose some, but are always honest. Ultimately, I think we all kind of agree on that's yep. basically what we want. And so, uh, Chris, I know that your approach to sales is direct, mm-hmm. but your uh, your relationship with the people that you become their agent, ultimately, um, you have 100%. And I can attest to this because our friendship began on the day he came over to my house and tried to sell me uh, life insurance and uh, and a retirement situation that would that would better my life or my family's life, and so uh, we that fifteen minute sale spent how long did we spent three hours talking about <laughs> everything just everything just anything and everything that came up and then at that point we said we might just be best friends yeah we're the three best friends that mm-hmm. anyone could have yeah so I agree completely yeah absolutely and so ultimately you know if your need isn't there then the sale is not going to be there, you know? And so the direct approach, I think, is the most effective in terms of bang for the buck, time mm-hmm. for the money. And uh, and ultimately, if you can hang around and, and be accessible, be the person, the first person of contact, then you're going to be more successful. 
if you if you are that first person to contact and you cannot answer the question, then you are the first person or the best person they know that can direct them where they need to go ultimately. But don't be the guy that just brushes them off. If you need if you need me, call this number and if I'm available, we can no. No, no, no. Here, here's my cell. Here's my personal phone number. Mm-hmm. You reach out to me whenever you need me, and I will make sure that you get taken care of. Well, and I think a lot of that goes back to uh, if you're selling something you don't believe in, right? So, in other words, if you just look at the customer as a sale and you don't really care whether what you're doing is best for them or not, uh, then you don't want them following up with you. Right. So, in other words, you're, you're just going to sell as opposed to, you know, I look at all of my clients as clients. There's a relationship there yep. and they've all got my number and I'm the first one for them to call. And, and a lot of that is, first of all, because I stand behind what I do. But then second of all, um, my service in and of itself is a long term service. Yep. So getting you from where you are, you know, to retirement or if you're in retirement, showing you how to make that money last the rest of your life. I, it, it's a recurring you know, relationship as opposed to, you know, hey, I'm going to sell you something and never talk to you again. Yeah, I think when you're dealing with like one-time sales, like the pop-up things, you really run the risk of getting kind of gypped or screwed over because those the, se- the person that's selling the product or the service to you, their goals and outcomes aren't in line with yours. Yeah. Right. Yep. But those long long relationship based um, situations, um, you want to find the person who's like your outcomes and their outcomes benefit each other. I know uh, in my company, part of my time there, I ran our emergency response division so push a button if you fall or need help and uh i was i was fortunate enough to be at a place where i've had like four generations of my family work and i received services from this company so uh, my mantra with our emergency services was you know anytime that alarm goes off treat it like it's your family member because a lot of us at the time we had family on services so that's what i told people and i we even we, we started a private pay vein of it for a while and I actually put a business card with my cell phone number in, in every unit we sent out the door. And because I was telling these these sons and these daughters and these, you know, parents of, of, of adult children, disabilities and stuff like, hey, I promise we're going to take care of you. Um, and that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like you don't want something bad to happen to somebody. So um, that's the approach I've always kind of taken anytime I was in that type of situation. Like yeah, I'm putting my name on this. It's important to me that you have a, a good outcome. You have a good um, experience with what we're doing. And. I'll, I'll hold myself accountable to it. Well, so uh, from the salesman's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, or at least what the uh, the consumer's stereotypical salesman perspective may right. be, uh, a fraternity brother of mine, Jeff Corley, back in the day, he said uh, most of the time it's the customer that makes the sale more difficult, and much more of the time are the liars and the cheats. And so there's this, uh, there's a few there's a few um, People responding to this, uh, a guy named Robert Dooley says, sounds like what a salesman would say. <laughs> and then my cousin James Adams, James Adams replied to Jeff, and he said, preach. Well, James is a car salesman. <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, Jeff uh, replied with the truth hurts to Robert. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and, you know, That's I don't, don't want to take away that the salesman does have a tough job, right? He's got to convince somebody that they need something that they instinctively don't think they need, ultimately. And so what is it about the customer that makes the sale harder? What is it about the salesman that makes the sale more difficult? You know, the customer is hard-headed and wants it a specific way. The salesman is trying to accommodate a lot of the times and 
um, and also make some money. You know, they have they have their best interest at heart in addition to trying to have the consumer's best interest at heart. And that is a tough rope to try and tight walk. So, well, again, I think it all boils down to, uh, again, the industry. What are you doing? Is it something you truly believe in? Is it something that, and, and target market, are you talking to a person that your product or service fits? Right. Um, and I think a lot of the time, uh, again, if you're just trying to sell something just to sell it and you don't care who you sell it to and you're just trying to make money, you know, from a salesman's perspective, um, you know, that's a, that's a very difficult job and one you probably shouldn't be doing. And from a customer perspective, it's like, okay, quit trying to sell me this thing yep. that I don't want that doesn't fit my needs, that yep. it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so because of those experiences, then when it comes to a situation where it's a legitimate potential client and it's a legitimate potentially uh, uh, beneficial product or service, the client is is naturally uh, skeptical uh, because, oh, well, you know, so-and-so tried to force something down my throat. So is this guy, right? So it, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of massaging to, to kind of open that door, you know, if that makes sense from a sales perspective. You know, and you also got to have the stones to be able to, whenever you're in a crowd, hey, can I ask you what cable or internet provider you have? You got to have the stones to be able to walk up to somebody who you do not know and just start a conversation. Well, with the understanding that most of them are going to brush you off or say no. Yep, yep. And that's the part of the rejection that you have to be able to not even not even let it affect you, not even react to it. Okay, next one. Next on the docket, who's coming back? Who's uh, who's around the corner? Whatever. But Alan Waka Flocka says, uh, Waka Flocka. He he cannot stand those people, those Direct TV people, or whatever company they're letting come in there. Uh, whenever you're beside the entertainment area, mm-hmm. hey, uh, can I talk to you a minute about your internet? I hate that. And so, but you know why they do that? You know oh, why they course. talk to you? Because you're walking slower than everybody else. Ultimately, that's. And not you specifically, but whomever. I was like, that, that was a little presumptuous. No, but whoever you is. <laughs> I'm kind of speed walking when I see those guys. No, just whoever you is. If they come up to you in general, if they come up to me, to Chris, to anybody, whoever they come up to, it's because that person is typically walking the slowest of the people there, or they're the only one in the aisle. That's fair, because they, they talk to me every time. I walk pretty slow. Yeah, I'm, so, not, a, I'm not in a yeah. hurry at Walmart. What am I going to do in a hurry at Walmart? I'm going to get in a hurry. And then all those other people that were in a hurry beat me to the line because they were in more of a hurry. And now I'm sitting 25 minutes at the register. So I'm not in a hurry to sit 25 minutes. I'm, I will take my time through the store, and then those people will come up to me and be like, you know what, I don't want to pay for cable anymore. So, so they say, oh, okay. In knowing that I think one way or the other, I think we've all sold stuff. Whether it's, you know, working in a restaurant. Yeah. Yep. Trying to sell our, our family and friends on our kids, you know, ideas are actually, you know, in sales. Um, do you find yourself when you're trying to be sold something like in a game respect game type of situation to where like if you, you can kind of make, I'm impressed like that actually like well done, well played. Yep. I'm going to now I'm going to I might not have re- originally wanted or going to give you the time of day, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of show you respect for your craft because I'm kind of impressed with how well you just tried to sell me on this type of thing. 
Yeah, I've literally said that to people. And and <laughs> what's funny is as the salesperson, that literally means nothing because if you don't buy from me, it was still a waste of my time. Um, but you know, but I tell, but you know, people that are respectful and and they can have that conversation in the right way, uh, even if you don't buy from them. Uh, I mean, I'll tell them, say, Hey man, you know, I appreciate it. You did a great job. It's just not for me. Uh, you know, but just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Yep. And, uh, I have been you know. sold because the salesman was good and I did not go somewhere needing whatever they were selling. And I was like, Hmm, I'll do it. But see, what, what most people don't understand it, you kind of touched on it a second ago. I, I meet a lot of people, especially, you know, people that I think would be good working with me and, and things like that. And they say, well, I'm just not good at sales. Well, that's not true. So everybody sells every day, every day. So if you're married every day, you're selling to your spouse why they should continue to be married to you. If you have kids every day, you're selling to them why they should listen to you, why you should be an example for them. If you have friends, you're selling to them why they should continue to be your friend. If you have a job, you're selling to them why they should continue to pay you. It, everybody is selling every day. They just don't realize it. Yeah. And so, um, again, it's about are you doing something that you believe in? Preach. Uh, and, you know, can you communicate that in an effective way to people? Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. So, you know, guys, as we close, as we kind of start wrapping this sucker up, so, first of all, another shout-out to Primerica and Chris Moyer, our Episode 3 sponsor, in addition to the Gingrich Group. Regional Vice President. Oh. I see. Regional I see Vice President. There. Chris Moyer. That's right. I mean, if you're in the market, everybody should be in the market because we're all going to die eventually, right? Everybody's in the market for life yeah, insurance. Yeah, I mean. That applies to every single one of us. It's, you know? it's a guarantee. Just throw some some morbidity out there at you. Yeah, you know? I mean, way to way to way to bring it down a notch, yeah, Joe Boo. Bringing it down just a notch. But guys, listen. Maybe a better it, way of saying it, everybody everybody's everybody out there is alive. Yeah, everybody out there is alive and needs <laughs> insurance on that live. Yeah, they all yeah. need they all need financial security. Absolutely. And if you know what, no if matter what what the the duration of of their life is, if you want to retire with a better outlook on your life if you want to protect your family in the event of an untimely demise right you know you need to reach out text call do something with the phone number for chris moyer 214-738-8107 i'll say it again in case you didn't hear it 214-738-8107 chris did i get that right you got it right awesome uh so why don't you close with a little bit about uh a little bit who you're looking for. Uh, well, you know, typically the the people I help just your your average, right? Average Joe's, right? So your your average middle class family. Uh, maybe you've never saved. Uh, maybe you've never invested. Maybe you have no idea what any of that looks like. Uh, with us, you don't have to have a lot of money. Uh, we help people start investing as little as twenty five dollars a month. So uh, maybe you've never saved anything and you just want to get started. Uh, we can definitely look at that. Uh, but our, our goal ultimately is, you know, most people are going to live a long and healthy life. And so our goal is to put together a plan to uh, pay off your debt, free up your money, let you put that money to work for yourself so that you can retire one day. Uh, but then along the way, we do have uh, we put life insurance in place in case uh, something happens and you're unable to live long enough to complete that game plan then that provides the money for your family uh, that they need to be able to complete that plan without you. So, uh, you know, we're going to establish a game plan to help you 
in case you live a long and healthy life. And we're going to have a backup plan uh, in case, you know, something happens that's that's outside of your control. So I think that's the important thing for people to hear um, is that when you're talking to Chris, you're talking about primary, you're talking about all this list of services. Don't get caught up on the word life insurance. Nope. Um, because that can really be a turnoff for people, right? I mean, they're like, oh, I don't want to think about dying, or I'm not going to die tomorrow, and I, you know, I need to worry about today, what's in front of me. Um, and I really, like, I, and I mean this sincerely, as sincere as I am on, on live right now is not, this is something that I'm actually really interested in starting to do. Um, and I think a lot of people should take the time to learn about it, because what, what we have in front of us is just going to be a higher cost of living. It's mm-hmm. going to keep going up and going up, and um, not to be morbid, but like we cannot, our generation cannot rely on Social Security and Medicare. No, we not can't. At all. Not at all. And we got kids that are going to be going to college and kids that are going to be getting married and not to mention uh, some fun, fun stuff we want to do in life. And uh, having some type of financial security is incredibly important because in, in the work world we live in today, you don't have as many safety nets. It's true. That's fair. That is fair. So SOS movie who's just kind of as we are as we are getting close. This is the last uh, couple uh, Facebook comments. Uh, Troy Lean, we appreciate you uh, giving the high five. You know, we, we know you love Chris and uh, we appreciate the support you give him. Also, Stacia, you you know what? Girl Scout cookies. I'm a sucker for those two. Easiest thing to sell because they are delicious. Hashtag tag alongs. That's tag alongs are good. Dosey does. Yo, Dosey. Wow. I'm the. Uh, oh, what are the purple box? What are those? Are those Samoas? Samoas. Oh, Samoas are the best. Uh, then mention the what are the peanut butter ones? Dosi does, right? Dosi. No, no, those are tag ones. Okay, the red box. The red box. Orange red box. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Those are the easiest to sell because there's then a bajillion of too. them. And Who doesn't love peanut butter and chocolate? Everybody likes one version of that. You know what I mean? So also, Stacia, the next thing uh, Average Joe's are trying to sell is we have been trying to get you on the podcast. So uh, yeah. if you are available and willing, I'd, I've seen. I've seen your Instagram stories where you are talking to whoever is following you, and uh, you look like you're made for camera. That's all, that's all I'm saying. So uh, and we, gonna, re- we record on Saturdays. Yeah, we record on Saturdays. You, uh, you know you're a mom, and uh, Saturdays are a good day, especially in the morning, to uh, you know maybe let Dad stay home and you come pot. Bring, bring Dad with you. Bring the kids with you. I don't care. I got children. You know, Maybe they can all play together. We have a didgeridoo. Yeah, we <laughs> I'm not going to say what just popped into my head there. That's probably uh, good. And I will say, too, also to that, uh, as far as some of the, the active uh, participants in the podcast, too, with uh, fall holidays coming up, James, when you're in town, brother, we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, just as you are, uh, as you're out and about driving around, you might be in a neighborhood, you see a house for sale, you I'm, get that address, yeah, and you give it to... John Jacobus of the Gangage Group. Because who, I mean, again, we're talking about the American dreams today, right? Yep. Financial security. Yep. Prosperous life. Building a future for your family. And you need a roof over your head. You need, you need a home. You do. Everybody wants to be a homeowner. Yeah, and who better to make that happen than John Jacobus? I don't Gingrich know group. of anyone better yep. than John Jacobus and the Gingrich Group. You find that address. You let him know the house. You let him know your situation and what you want. You give him a call or text 972-754-0361. John will hook it up. Email him, john at thegingrichgroup.com. Yeah, or you can go to his website, www.thegingrichgroup.com. 
Dot com. com. Or you can check him out on social media. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy is amazing. And the other thing, too, is you're tr- we're talking about financial security. If you're trying to earn some money, you're trying to yep. get into this whole housing market game, and you're sick and tired of all these other brokerages who are just all about themselves and not about cultivating and supporting you in your endeavors to better your family, yep. you need to call John. You do. He, he's putting together a, a pretty amazing stable of realtors that are out there trying to make people's dreams come true. Dreams comes true. I like yes. it. Yes. Because, you know, it, it's, you know when, you, when you podcast for a couple hours, yeah. you may or may not be it as articulate to, at the end as you were in the beginning. It starts to run together, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you, especially if you stuck around this long or if you balanced off and came back. You know, if you want to listen to more of what the average Joe's media has to offer, I think we just, this is our 51st episode. And, uh, you know, that's pretty good. I, I meant to post our 50th episode uh email and notification from buzzsprout but i completely forgot so but 51 episodes guys if you want to go back and, 51. and listen to any of those episodes or the bonuses or that uh you know if all you want to do is listen to the intro music you can go do that on our podcast itunes spotify um pretty much anywhere yep. you want to go that that streams a podcast or any social media outlet like facebook instagram Twitter. youtube that's right. We will put as much as we can out there for you so you can listen to as much as you want. And reach out to us on any of those mediums if you want to be on the show, if you have some suggestions of what you want to hear us talk about. Absolutely. Um, you know, really, Average Joe's Media is really about community. Average Joe's Media. We're all about you, baby. We are. We are. Because it's in the game. That's right. So, Chris, we appreciate you being on. Thank you so thank much you, brother. for today. And appreciate every, you guys and, uh, having the topic me. and everything. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, responding to the posts I put on mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, I appreciate everything you gave me. You gave me a lot of good stuff. I apologize if I didn't get to you. There was quite a bit. And, uh, and that's a good problem to have, in my opinion. So, uh, until next time, I'm the Average Joe. Boop. I'm the Average Joe. Telling you to keep it clean. Yeah, you're listening to the Average Jones Things you think you don't care about It's America's fastest growing podcast So just sit back and relax We got the Average Joe Boo and the Average Joe We got the mic set up in the studio Gonna entertain ya, nobody can blame ya Spending all of your time listening to the Average Joe's We're gonna talk about something that you think you don't care about. We're gonna talk about something that you think you don't care about.